Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. Well, yeah, but this is like... Oh, we're just out. I'm sipping. I'm just... I'm oh, just, are you having a sip? I'm just Look, big sipping. I'm, I'm full still up. I gotta take... Man, I gotta, I gotta get in. You wanna do a lot? Let's do it. Mmm. Yum, yum, yum. Mm. Slurp that down like a, like a soup. It's my breakfast soup. Mmm, <laughs> soup. Breakfast soup. Now, there's one for you. Yeah. You just get like what? the... <laughs> so, like, soup for lunch? Yes. Soup for dinner? Yes. Now, I tell you, we're having soup for breakfast. Dude, because I think you could do, like, a breakfast soup, but it'd have, it would have to be, like, kind of, like, tomato-based, because, like, salsa is like, a breakfast thing, right? What the hell? If First of all, I think soup for breakfast is just right out. Like, yeah. it, it's just not a breakfast food. No. But why? Like... Like, I feel like you, because I feel like... Is there because there's no, like... Well, all of, all of your breakfast fluids... Oh, yeah, yeah that's, I think that's what it is. All, well, all the breakfast fluids aren't aren't good for, like, uh, a soup. They're not a good base. Like, yeah. you don't want to make a coffee soup. You don't like, want to have, biscuit, like... Or, like, sausage gravy is a little too <laughs> thick to be... It's more of a You don't want, like, milk soup. soup? Like, no, 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 no. Well, one could argue cereal with milk is about as close to oh, breakfast soup as you're, Actually, hold on. You're right. Yeah, you're actually right. Breakfast soup. Turns out, we're eating... Everybody's eating breakfast soup. It's one of the most popular breakfast turns out we've had it it's the one of the time. most it's literally like the single most eaten <laughs> breakfast item like what the fuck would you call it it's a bowl <laughs> with liquid suspending like some little bits and then you get your spoon in there you you drink it when you're done dude the funny thing is it's not that we like not that we like thought about this but it took us so that was fucking the... long to get it. we were going through salsa and biscuits and gravy before we're like wait a minute cereal just and then i'm like yes yeah, so you're gonna like suspend your items in milk and then you're you're just like yeah actually it turns out that is the actually move. you literally are <laughs> Oh boy! God, well, well, I mean, shit. We got to bring that. There's no other way to bring it back in than, uh, you know, cereal's been here this whole time, and we've been here this whole time, and we're back again. This with whole two percent <laughs> skim milk. Both take, take your pick. The there, it turns out there's mini soup for breakfast. Just like there's another episode of the RVA Returns podcast. We're back. We are, we are back. And John, we uh, we stand at the uh, at the precipice. We're here at the studio. Oh, at this, well, yeah, we're here in the studio. Oh, oh I see what you're like, saying. If you yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like we've got a lot to talk about. The season is upon us. Yeah. And you know, I know we're a little behind. We wanted to record like a couple weeks ago, but like we both just got super busy. Then like Super Bowl Sunday. Like I'm behind on all my recording. I haven't recorded with Cody this week. Mm. So yeah, like it's just been busy boys, busy boys. But we've got a lot to talk about. You know, we got the Winter Cup. We've got, um, you know, obviously the the big uh, the big thing to talk about is Limit Break. But uh, you know, we we, we got to push it to the limit. We got to get there. Mm-hmm. That might be the name of the episode. Push it to the <laughs> limit. I, I don't know. If we we're on episode one twenty seven. So I don't know if we picked that as a name yet. But uh, the yeah, episode one twenty seven is the name that we picked. Yeah. That, yes. That's yeah. The no. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what we landed on. That's um, what we landed on. It's yeah, like when no, Netflix we... does that. Episode one. Oh, I like the name of this episode. Simply, episode one. But of course, of course, of course, of course. You know, like I said, we're back. RVA Returners. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me as always. He's uh, he's loading the gun right now, making sure it's polished, making sure the badge is on correct. John Schreiner, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. I don't have any. Uh, I don't have anything gun-like to actually like load <laughs> uh, to make a cool sound effect for you guys. But yeah, um, it is me. Hi, we're back and. 
you know, my man Chris is here with me today. Yeah, we are not recording locals. from uh, from afar. We're sitting next to each other doing it old school today. So yes, just the the, the way God intended. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, I came down for locals this weekend. Got to got to scratch the FFTCG itch. Uh, wasn't my best performance, but that's what locals are for. That's what locals are for. We uh, we try new shit because well, I was God, hoping to try new shit. Oh, uh, yeah. but you know, oh, boy, boy, yeah. uh, we didn't get in the anniversary boxes. Yeah, that's uh, that's local. unfortunate. Uh, turns out everybody who showed up for locals was like, boy, that was just that was just twelve sales that just didn't happen. Imagine more like, because people buy more than one box, maybe. Yeah. But like, yeah, and I mean, the store wasn't happy about it either. But we'll talk about the anniversary sale. Of course, of course, I mean, you know, wherever it is that people talk about. Those oh, things. brother, there's only one place to get the scoop. You know, grab your grab your hat with the word press sticking out of it. Get your notepad, which I see you've got. Get your get your big camera with the flash. You know the one. That's the one. Extra, extra. Read all about it. There is only one place to find all that info, and you know where we're going, sir. The Fucking love it. That's all gonna bring us back in. News. <laughs> you know, you you read the news like baby, baby, baby. We are back up first, as we always do on the news. John, hit the podium, grab your notes, your documents. We need to know how things are in the land of Octagon. So hit us with that Octagon State of the Union. All right, Chris. So uh, a thick pile of papers you got there. Well, Chris, there's a lot to say. And by that, I mean, um, there's not a lot to say. The Octagon State of the Union, guys, it's great. I mean, we're coming up on number 230, I think, is going to be next week. Um, for the first time ever, on the other side of the Winter Cup. So, of course, we're going to talk all about that. So, the last time yeah. we caught you guys was before the Winter Cup. Um, With Mike Powell yeah. laying on his deathbed, by the way. <laughs> and um, so, so, we have brought back, um, you know, some, some data after a big event. And it comes to the locals and people want to try both decks that did well, decks that are good against, decks that did well, or just new things that they're inspired by, you know. And the Winter Cup, as we'll talk about soon, did have a lot of new things that, or, or things that were um, kind of unsung heroes previously and people started to pay a little bit of attention to them. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of those things is this new wind, water, crystal, like bounce focused mm -hmm. deck with a lot of the new DFF cards yeah. in it. Um, and... That deck is the first time, so all set long, we've been saying this over and over, all set long, no deck has won twice in a row, or even repeated the, the win. So no single archetype has won twice in the RVA Returners Online Weekly this whole season, until the Wind Water deck came out, and everybody, they were trying to jam that. We have Key, Key has been at the top of the leaderboard, or at least fighting for the top of the leaderboard, um... And not just this season, but many previous seasons. He's one of the strongest players on the, grinder, on the weekly. And he's always playing. He's always practicing. And I'll tell you, those two things, those are definitely not, uh, it's not a mistake that those are That's correlated. Right. And I think that, um, you know, you see him bringing a strong deck like this. And another one of the strong players in the weekly who's fighting him, actually, for the top spot, Logan Palmer. He's also running around playing this mm -hmm. deck. And um, 
So Key got it one week, then Logan won it the next week with the same That's or a awesome. similar wind water bounce deck, and he literally sent me a message on Discord where he's like, "I'm so sorry, I broke the streak of like," not. <laughs> and I'm like, "No, brother, it's fine. Like honestly, like the streak is just like this happy accident that just is. The only reason I keep bringing it up is because I feel like." Every time I go to random posts on Facebook or I go to like the global Discord, you see people who will just be like, "Ah, well, Wall Seven and Monoice Turbo are just dominating the meta," and I'm like, "Brother, I'm not like, I mean, I'm ready to believe you. I'm just looking for the numbers, man. Yeah. Like, there's so much viable stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, <clears throat> it's there. There are a lot of different decks that people are playing, and they're not just playing them; they're seeing success with yeah. them. Um, and, and you know what is success? I'll tell you. Anytime that you you play and you Go home with some prizes. Seems like the deck's good enough for me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Make a cut. That's <laughs> yeah. a, that's because that you get to play for the set in the second tournament of yeah. the weekend. You know that's a, that is success to me. Absolutely. So um yeah so so that deck has been um you know repeating its success in in the weekly. So we did finally break the streak. That's what I said all that to say. Um but yeah things have been looking really good. It's exciting. I actually heard a little rumor that. The- that this weekend, mm-hmm. um, there may be a little update to Octagon, which adds in the Limit Break zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if we're going to be playing with cards that don't exist yet in Octagon. I don't think that's what the implication was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's basically done all the work. So I think yeah. we're going to be hitting the ground running as yeah. soon as we have the set. And I believe the anniversary cards are going to be there for next week as well. Yeah, so, so we will actually get to see... The Shadow um, Meta. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to see the Shadow Meta. That's right. Uh, what is this, 21.5? Yeah, 21.5. Jeez. But um, yeah, so 21.5 will be interesting. Hey, you know what the best way to, to test it out is? To come on by for free on Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Um, you know, you can, you can always check out on our website, rvareturners.com. You can find the link to the Discord or uh, reach out, ask anywhere anywhere you go. You can find a way in. Yeah, and brother, it could be you. It could be you. Uh, the winner could be you. Because, you know, I was going to say, I, I was about to skip the Winter Cup and go into comp season, but with comp season coming up, that weekly is about to become more important than ever. That's true, that's true. And, and yeah, and that's just a little bit more of a teaser for once we get uh, yeah. further into the news here. Indeed. <clears throat> but first, we need to backtrack a little bit. We need to go back in time. We need to go back in time like... Go back in time like... And yeah, so John, prior to me coming down for Locals, last time I was here was, I mean, maybe... A little less than a month ago, maybe? Was it a month ago? Oh, yeah. I mean, Winter Cup. Yeah. Oh, my Um, God. It feels like a lifetime ago. It was uh, about three weeks ago, man. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. I know time and it's uh, ever forward flight. Indeed. But we got got our little, you know, our our taste of the, our effective, like, reunion-esque type event in the Winter Cup. Um, And it was a great time because, you know, it was at Game Theory, which, uh, you know, normally when there's something there, we end up having to, like, we, we, you know, we, we, Take one for the team. We put on the production. We want to make sure that we do the it, work, right? We want to make sure that everybody has a good time that can't be there. Which man, and this thing was packed to the gills. And uh, John, but we got to pull double duty. We got to we got to work and play. We I got did to work get to hard, work play and hard. play, man. And it was um, it was funny because I'm sure there were a couple of moments where you saw me there while we were sitting there playing, and they're like, I'm like, why? Are, they're like, we're not starting it, and I'm just looking at the people doing this thing. Just I'm like, human. my my like foot's tapping, <laughs> and I'm just like, like like I should be knowing why this is not happening. Like I should be fixing this thing, and it's like it's like it's very hard to just like turn off that brain when we're hosting the event. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah like it was such a treat not just to get to play in an event like a big event at our local store um and kind of represent like the locals Mm -hmm. uh but it was also really fun to get to play not just like in a tournament with you and alex and the team but Mm -hmm. to just get to compete as a team with the team yeah um i've never played in a team event in a game so it was just so fun it was really a good time um 
And I, I almost feel like uh, the next brewery tournament is going to be some kind of doubles. Uh, it should thing. be. I, I yeah. think, yeah, doubles or some sort, just some sort of team format. I think they're, like, to me, that's like the side event king or, like, just a great, like... Casual, fun day. Right. Thing. Yeah, because the one thing I liked about it is that all in all the rounds, you're just chattering. You yeah, know, just you're just having you talking to your buddies, and you don't feel like some guy thinks you're signaling. Because I am signaling. Yeah, I'm like Chris, do that. I am. That's my them, signal is play that. That's right. I am telling them to steal third. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it was it was great, and a lot of people. The feedback from everybody was just positive, yeah. positive, positive about the team event, um, about being able to talk with each other during event, how much fun everybody was having. So yeah, man, um, it was a lot of work, but um, I mean, we're going to talk about this here in a second with competitive season, but we put in this kind of work and we show that we can do it and that people can come here and they can have a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always smooth as butter. I mean, you know, knock on wood or whatever, but so far so good. And um, and so we've got picked for another Materia Cup. So yeah. like, that's really exciting. It's like literally a direct result of these things going well is, is yeah. we get to continue to do them. And continue to host you guys and invite you guys here to our, our store. So um, yeah. I'm really excited for all that. But yeah, the Winter Cup, Christopher, as far as how we did, yeah. uh, you played. I played mono, I played mono ice, the, the mono ice aggro. But mine was a little different, John. Like because um, it's the only deck I had played in this set. Because yeah, truth yeah. be told, like I was gone fishing from you know from Nats till this mm-hmm. event. You you and Alex had come through uh, on your way up to Jersey for the holidays, <clears throat> and you were like, hey, you're gonna play this. I, you know, I, I heard of this deck from coming off the yeah. world. I go, you know Turbo. Yeah, I was like, I know yeah. what to do. And, you know, played some games. I was like, this is cool. We made a couple of changes. Like, I was playing some cards that you're that you're not seeing in any of the other um, other versions of this deck that were mm-hmm. actually super important. Um, at least I thought were just so much better than the other one. <clears throat> yeah, a big one that we switched to was the... Uh, the 2CP Faisalus, yeah. Yeah, because there were just so many times where, like, I feel like if I'm dropping the 5CP... I'm already just, the game's already over. I'd rather just drop the 2CP for the Night Synergy and turn those extra copies of General Rug into more action. You yeah, know what you, I mean? you pitch the extra light card, and then you get to find two more cards you'll be able to play. Yeah, know, like the free Shiva the or the 1CP Shiva. If you hit the Shiva with that, it's crazy, because then you get to pay the additional cost, and you get it back to your hand. So yeah. it's like... Like, oh, it, I just win here. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very, very, um, it can be very strong. It's also, job is Knight. Yeah. So it triggers the Laswell and mm-hmm. gang. And the fact that it's 2CP, like, a lot of times in that, because if you have the good open, right, you're like, pitch Lufenian, pitch, pitch this, pitch this, yeah. and, and then your guys are all out and you're putting the pressure on, but you're now in top deck mode. Yep. And so being able to top deck mode, two cards and just pitch, play a knight that gets an effect, and then every turn going forward you can, like, get rid of, like you said, um, if you draw two cards and it's a card rug, you can't play rug, mm-hmm. and rug can't be pitched to play the other card. Yep. So if you pitch Rug into Faisalus, then you can hopefully find a 1 or 2 CP to, to play. And yeah. it may sound kind of luck-sacky, but there are a couple times where, like, I'll top deck, pitch a card, play Faisalus, flip the two cards off the top of my deck, oh, look, it's that 4 CP free Shiva. Boop. Oh, yeah, I mean, play hey, that, exactly, exactly. Card, so well, think of, there's so many good hits because the deck is meant to be playing uh, aggressively and off mm-hmm. the top. So yep. um, I know we found that to be immediately effective and helpful yep and, um, I, and I was x1 on the day I lost I, I got just speaking of you know we mentioned key earlier just completely just fucking shit on by oh yeah we played their round. team round one dude yeah. we got uh, obliterated yeah you and Alex lost so quick and I was just like well uh, <laughs> alright I'm gonna play this one out Ooh, we went all the way to deck yeah to deck yeah. out and our game was very close um but yeah so I played a mono earth deck so um I had actually just been sitting here as I like to do and I'm like okay these are the decks that are popular the thing one of the things I want 
is I want to play a deck with like three Shantoto or like three just clean board wipe that is a building for me. Like yep. Shantoto wipes the board and creates this rainbow backup that you can, you know, mm -hmm. more conveniently play the rest of the game off of. And um, I'm just sitting here thinking, man, I don't want to just like, like wipe it and then pass because mm -hmm. then on their turn they will just present it again and now i'm back to my turn and i'm like why well, spend all this stuff on this wipe and i've got like no follow so i want multiple ways to reset and i'm in the shower just like thinking 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 and i'm like you know i think titan actually is probably pretty good right now mm -hmm. and i'm like i think i'm actually gonna play like kobolds right and then my titan he's nine he comes in he'll break everything except the light warrior of light which is kind of what you want. You don't want them to replay the light wall. Exactly. So you can play the Titan down. He can just he snaps off all those guys, and now he's a nine k, right? Yep. So it's like the body is really relevant and also helps stabilize. Um, and I'm like, well, I, if you have the um, if you have Kobolds down, you can actually even pump him up to get over like rugs and things like that, and break other cards and or break the Warrior of Lights if you need to. So. I was thinking, like, okay, I kind of think I want to maybe play a Mono Earth. Like, I like mm -hmm. Igneous a lot. Like the, That's a good card. I really have just been trying to make him work a little bit this set. He's never felt great. And I'm like, man, I just want to play a 1CP 9K that searches my next best thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, there's just a, a little bit of glue missing here. Um, let me get another opinion. And uh, Richie, one of the Australian guys, yeah. uh, love Richie. He was talking about, I saw him say something somewhere about some Mono Earth. Like, I've been enjoying Mono Earth. So I sent him a message, and I'm like, hey, I've kind of been thinking about Mono Earth. Like, let me pick your brain. It wasn't even like a hand me a list type thing. I mean, it, it always ends up at a, uh, okay, man, just show me what you're thinking of it so I can compare it to what I'm yeah. thinking of. And like, um, But it starts off, and I'm just like, hey, I've been thinking about this. Like, you've been playing it and say you enjoy it lately. Like, what do you like about it? Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I like playing Suzuhisa 20 times a game, right? And, like, drawing, just drawing a lot of cards. Like, I, I think it was drawing 20 cards a game with Suzuhisa, whichever one it was. But the premise is, like, hey, this guy is going to come down. Nobody's playing, like, a 1K damage, like, no. action or ping or anything like that. It's, like, going to trigger. And um, by re, you know, playing him over and over again, you can get this card advantage Earth doesn't normally have. And you can afford all these big, expensive, wipey things that Earth mm -hmm. does have. Um and I was like, yeah, I actually, I hate reveal cards. You know this about me. So there's a popular version of Earth running around that's got like a lot more monsters than the new 1CP EX Mira. Yep. I'm more of a 2CP. I love 2CP Mira. So um, Richie's like, yeah, I've been playing Earth. I've been doing 2CP Mira and Suzuhisa and Zombie. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of up my I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. And then I just said, are you doing anything special about Wall 7 decks? And he replies, three Titan and three Kobold. And I and this is literally like less that's than ten minutes after I had yeah. talked thought about it over here, and I'm like, perfect. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. As soon as he said that, I was like, okay, I'm in. in. Like that's what we're gonna do. There's no overlap because Alex, our third teammate, Alex was playing um, Wall Seven. So I've been playing a lot of four color Wall Set and Wall Seven, and that deck have way too much overlap. Um, I just wanted to play something that I didn't have to worry about overlap at all. Yeah. So we wound up Mono Earth, Mono Ice, and Wall Seven, and uh, we did make top eight. Yep. Yep, and then we got swiftly uh, exited out of top eight by the uh, the World Squad. That's right. Yeah. Mike Powell, Chris Lopez, and KP. <laughs> Mike Powell, Chris Lopez, KP. Yeah, we had a lot of a lot of fun playing those guys. Yeah. Um, Though it is funny, the the only deck I lost to on the day was I played Wall Seven three times. Mm -hmm. I lost to it twice, and I'm going to admit 
the one time I did beat it is because I YOLO'd out a Krista and plucked the Wolf 7 from the hand. I mean, that's what the Krista's there for, right? That's what it's there for, I was like, oh, I just That's what the Krista's for! (laughs) That's what the Krista's for! (laughs) That's what the card's for! (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just like... I, I think there was a lot of... I mean, I had I literally played fucking Mono Earth into that room, and it felt good enough that for yeah. the next, like, two weeks at Locals, that's just... I didn't sleep yeah. something new up. I've been playing Mono Earth and doing well with it. And um, not even something that's, like, I've seen in many results anywhere or on radars. It's just, yeah. like, here's just a, yet another viable thing you can do. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got a lot of resets in that deck. You draw a lot of extra cards with Susie, and, and it was feeling pretty good. So um, we had a good time. We got to top eight, and I just felt like... I mean, winning or doing better than that is always fun, but, like, making top cut is just, like, the box is checked. Like, that's yep. kind of, like, my minimum requirement for myself. Yep. So, I'm glad that as a team we were able to make top cut. Um, I feel good about the tournament. We get some extra prizes, and then I just mentally am, like, okay, I'm kind of free to go back into yep. make sure everything is running well mode. Um, and well, then you and I immediately go relieve, like, the casting squad. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, yeah I remember I, when you brought the deck down, we played some games on my you know, at my dining room table. And I was like, oh, this is fine. We'll make top eight easy. No worries. Yeah, you're like, and, well, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah, I know, I know no, what no I need problem. to do. And we did. Yeah. We, we, as a team, we were X1, and it was a great time. Just, and a, one of the things I do want to say before we kind of get into, like, the behind the scenes and uh, oh, a couple things, actually. One, mm-hmm. everybody was just, like, the energy. was like yeah. It was, like... Everybody was happy to be there. Like, the fact that this was, yes, it was an official event, but it was also like, this is what, you know, you can kind of let your hair down on this one, right? Like, you didn't feel like yeah. you had to grind. It was just, you were, you know, you weren't just talking with your teammates. You were exchanging banter with your opponents. You were just, you know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I was I was kind of talking them up almost more than I was talking up yeah. uh, you guys. It's so fun to see everybody and to play. Yeah. But because the off-season in Final Fantasy XI is so long and empty. And, yeah. and the thing is, Worlds is only for, like, four people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us hadn't seen each other since Worlds. And then Nats is only for so many people. Yeah. So, like, if you think back to the last time a lot of these, this exact group of people saw each other was the Raleigh Crystal Cup yeah. or a previous, or sorry, Materia Cup. Mm-hmm. And you, so you're going back like half a year. Yeah. It's like these people have been kind of starved for this stuff. So, um, we had, well, hey, maybe the brewery tournament, right? Whenever right. That, that was stuck in there. But, um, basically, people were already excited. Hey, finally, we can get back to it. Something to munch on competitively because yes. there have been zero events for the average player through the whole world's, like, yeah. format. Um, and then they announced the competitive season details the day before people were getting into town. Like, Brother. literally on Thursday, they announced it. So when people were arriving Friday, they were just so hyped. They were so ready to go. It was, like, mm-hmm. the best possible thing that could be announced the day before we all got together. Exactly. The vibe was incredible. Was the energy was high all weekend. It really was. Yeah, I'm glad you, you brought that up because it was so true. Yeah, and then, of course, a big shout-out to the winning team. It was uh, Daniel Goulas, Travis Pfeiffer, and I believe their other teammate's name was Alex. I don't know his last name, and I apologize to you, Alex. Um, yeah. But uh, they uh, they ended up winning the uh, tournament. Um, Daniel Goulas on... Retainer Storm. Which yeah, retainer, the boys. Retainers is something I've actually been enjoying. Um, Earth Wind typically isn't my color combination. Yeah. Like I'm very much like it's out of my comfort zone, but I like. You like the Final Fantasy 15 tribes, dude. Yeah. Just, you're all about the glaves and the boys. That's what dude. I'm saying. And so like they, they <laughs> and I playing those decks brings me out of my comfort zone. But I haven't tried the Storm stuff yet. I was doing more of the one from day two, um, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but it just, you know, and Travis was on FF6, and I believe their other teammate, Alex, was on the... Wall 7. Um, Wall 7. Yep. So, I mean, Wall 7 was definitely present in Top Cut. I think there was one on every team. Um, no. 
Because well, not, the, not, no, not, the second no. place team. The yeah. second place team oh. had no wall sevens. Yeah. And shout outs to the second place team. Yeah, the uh, boys, the from boys the of course, dude. Mr. Matt Rice himself. Jacoby uh, and uh, yeah, Cody. Jacoby and Cody, dude. Yeah. So Cody on Ice Lightning. Or, uh, was Cody was he on, on Ice Lightning. Yeah, uh, Jacoby was on Mono Lightning. <laughs> no, he was lightning. on Ice Lightning because they didn't overlap. That's right. Uh, Jacoby was on Mono Lightning. How crazy. And then Rice was on um, the Twins. The twins. Yeah. So... We had those guys were playing three again. Like, look at that. Um, awesome. The diversity. Obviously, it's forced diversity in a team event, but still, it's just like these guys picked three things that weren't wall seven and got second. Yeah, and which is awesome. Yeah, and I, another thing before you know, get back in, I, I'm going off on a tangent here, but like, I love it's a two hour tangent, Chris. right? I, I, mean, I, yeah. I love I love these events that have that forced diversity because it does take you out of your comfort zone. It does let you tinker and toggle. We're all about the tinkering and the toggling. Mm-hmm. It lets yeah. you kind of maybe. Uh, pull the veil back on something that maybe you wouldn't otherwise consider. You're like, oh, there's something here, right? And I think a lot of people, uh, and this is not to say anything negative about this, I think net decking is good for you. Yes. I think a lot of people are waiting for somebody to show up if something works instead of putting the work. Yep. Like, they just want to take something that looks fun off the shelf, take it home, and play with it. Yep. And when you have an event like that where there's that forced diversity, it's like there's just going to be so many more things on the shelf uh, by just the nature of the yep. format. And you've already seen, like, oh, I'm like, hey, I actually kind of like that deck enough. I've kept playing it. You're like, oh, I like some of the decks people played. I've started playing it, you know. And there have been um, a lot of new options, I think, that people have been more comfortable to uh, playing and selecting for themselves on the other side of the Winter Cup. So um, I know we didn't go too much into prizing or anything like that on the other side of it. But let's just say, you know, Game Theory did what they always do, and they threw a bunch of packs in. They sure did. Um, We had a lot of those, uh, the, the Crystal Cup mats the play mats that never got handed out so they had characters like tara kuja squall cloud kefka on the one that uh that cody got so those were getting given out to top cut players um they had we had tons of like the cactuar promos road to world zidane promos new amaterasu full art promos um players got all they got those those nice garnet winter cup play mats the square sent one for everybody um, like it was Japanese awesome. national sleeve stuff. Yeah, like Japan, that. a lot of Japanese national sleeves. You stole a deck boxes mm-hmm. we got for top cut. So it was just awesome. Square clearly had a lot of this stuff that um, you know, my my honest opinion is like this stuff's in the warehouse. It was meant for 2020. They've been holding onto it for however long. They had no plan for it, and they're kind of like, yo, we got to use it or lose it. Like yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get rid of this stuff. It doesn't make sense to hold onto it. And it's like, well, rather than get rid of this stuff, how can we give it out to the people? I really appreciate that. They definitely didn't have yes. to get it. I mean, it's very easy to just throw these kinds of things out. I know it sounds crazy to most people probably, but like a it business from a business perspective, yeah, it's very easy to just like stop storing this stuff and yeah. just clear it out. Uh, you know, think about any MMO you've ever played. There's probably some important item that for convenience sake, you just were like, I'm just going to, like, this is probably worth saving this, but I need this inventory slot. Like, I'm just going to throw this yeah. on the ground. You know, it's like, they're like, hey, we just need to get rid of this stuff. It's been here too long. Um, and so we got it into the hands of players, and it was awesome. Uh, it was really, really cool. And I will say, boy, 20, we dealt with, you know, co- take COVID for what it was. It wasn't a yeah. good time for the world. But, boy, we dodged the bullet when all of those playmats oh, said Elf, Nebraska L3 Open, Holy Philadelphia shit. L3 Open. There's no timeline. There's no universe where I was going to drive for a fucking L3 open. Oh they better God. put Kepka and Terror on those fucking <laughs> they, they better give me something because I would just literally, like, if I was going to make the drive, I would have just taken my playmat and just got the hell out of Dodge. You know I mean, what I mean? Uh, I was there, <clears throat> Gandalf. 
I was there at the only L3 event NA ever played. Uh, the cursed, we shouldn't have yeah, held this oh, makeup yeah, event for the uh, fanfare in 2020, in March mm-hmm. of 2020. Um, and let me tell you, Brian Berkeley and I did like commentary for Top 8. As I finished playing in the most boring tournament of my life, yeah. I sat down to do the most boring commentary of my life, where we watched like the same two decks for every round of the Top 8, and the most exciting question was, like, how many copies of Bahama Zero does this guy have in his deck? Like, it was just so boiled down to, like, mm-hmm. okay, they both have the best win condition card that's in this, right now in this format, and mm-hmm. this guy's got hey, this many, and this guy's got two, but he can get one with his backup. And it's, yeah. like, that was every single match was just, like, it was, I don't know. It was um, everything I was worried it would be. Um, Turns out. And... And yeah, it didn't feel didn't feel great. So I'm really happy we dodged that bullet. Uh, the F three or sorry, the the L three and the L six bullet. F three tournament, I'd go to that. Yeah, they may still be coming one day. But um, what is funny is, as a joke, we on the cast and stuff started joking about F three mm-hmm. and and like, oh yeah, how about F three, a real format? Right. You know, the first Nats is played in F three, right? Sure was. Um, and since then, like, actually, kind of not a joke. We have been playing F5. Um, we not only... I, I kind of was like, hey, I'd like to play this. Mm-hmm. Made a post about it, just on like a whim on the NA page. Like, hey, I've been thinking about playing this format. Um, if you're going to be in Nats and would like to play with me, just bring a deck that matches this format. Yeah. And we actually had like 12 people sitting down there jamming. Yeah, in the ballroom Yeah, in the ballroom. We, we, we were just slamming uh, F5. And it was so fun. Oh, I mean, you're talking about the ballroom after uh, the first day when everybody oh, yeah, arrived. In the lobby, we yeah. had we had even more people playing it. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, I forgot we had like a second round of it too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been great. And now at locals, I've got like a hunter's been pinging the locals Discord, and he goes, "Hey, in two weeks, Tuesday's going to be F5. Like, react now if you object." <laughs> and then I show up with like. Uh, I mean, how many boxes did I move over on the table we were mm-hmm. playing? I was like, oh, this is our F5 deck. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got like five or six of them that I show up with because there's no clash with anything I'm playing yeah. now for the most part. Maybe like some uh, some Ustolas and Shantotos. Mm-hmm. But like, um, it's fun. funny because like out of this joke, we actually did make a fun, beloved fan format yeah. that we're enjoying playing. It's just a real vintage Final Fantasy format. Yeah. Um, and it feels better than L3 or L6 felt when I tried them. <clears throat> I mean, I, I haven't played any of them recently, but just like, I, I don't hear good things. So. Well, and the trick is, if you want to make F3 real, like for prizing, you just make playmats of the older art cards. There you go. <laughs> That's all you got to do. It is. There it is. The, the Raleigh F3 Open, baby. Oh, my God. But um, anyway, we're, we're going crazy yeah. here. But, yeah, so so this is all to say off-season events, man. The Winter Cup was awesome. It was the first one we've actually gotten that was an official, yeah. finally an official off-season event. That No offense. I mean, I love Reunion. Uh, and James and his group do a great job. Oh, yeah. But, um, I mean, they always got some official support kind of given to them. But now this was like... Uh, Square just organized an off-season event that like the store didn't have to organize first. That so, um, thank you so much to Square for sending all the awesome prizes and everything about it. It was great to work with them getting it set up. Um, they were very generous. And the commentary team, of course, man. So, uh, you and I knew we wanted to play. Yeah. Which meant I needed to reach out to the boys. Now, the returners, we've got some deep pockets when it comes yeah, to old do. talent <clears throat> and uh, especially people with experience with the commentary. So uh, we, we reached deep, deep into our pocket and found Adam Lane hiding in the corner, yeah. as he is, and uh, he, he's pretty easy to coax into coming to these events. So why don't you come on down? Everybody's uh, going to be there. 
everyone's going to be there and they'd love to see you. And I think he did an incredible job. Um, Adam is a guy, he, he has all the right game sense and knowledge. Mm-hmm. He just needs you to tell him. We were joking with him. It's like Mad Libs. Yep. Like he knows the structure. And he just needs you to fill in the nouns for him. Yep. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, like tell me what the, uh, the nouns change, but the ideas stay the same. Yep. Um, and then we had Emo Tempest dudes, yep. John Siordia. So, um, one of the guy things, who can fill in the blanks if need be. Well, uh, a theme that we're going to get to also here in a bit is tickets this year. Uh, demand has far exceeded supply for slots in some of these types of events. Yeah. So we had, a, you know, as much space as we could hold, 100 and change in game yeah. theory. We had 32 team tickets uh, go up. And they sold out very fast. Yeah. Now, of course, for a team's event, too, it's going to sell even faster because you only need, like, 32 unique people to buy, and then they can go recruit their team later. Exactly. Um, but there were a lot of people who didn't get a chance to get involved. So I kind of thought, hey, I'll reach out to these guys, and if they want to come be involved on day one, they can do the commentary, and we'll play. And then day two, I'll stop playing so that they can go play inside yeah. events and score some prizes and get to just have a day off and, and participate. Yep. So I reached out to John about it, and uh, he was like, well, if I'm coming, it has to be me and the Purple Baron. So I said, Sounds okay. good. Then the Purple Baron didn't come. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> so we had Adam Duncan jump in uh, to mm-hmm. be to be the helper. So our stream team day one wound up being Adam Lane, Adam Duncan, and then John Siordia. So thanks so much, John, yeah. for coming down. Everybody I heard... Um, loved cut commentary, loved day one, had a great time watching the stream. I think you guys did an awesome job from some what vin- I saw. So. Vintage, uh, you know, some vintage players there from the from the yeah, man. years, you know, from all the years. You yeah. know, I mean, John has been he's been constantly putting out content, hitting people up for deck profiles after big tournaments, really helping people um, get kind of grassroots coverage of these in person events. And I'm, and I'm really glad you said that again. There's just so much to talk about here. I love that this was probably the first true event where we got to see. And this is going to be the this is the beginning of this season where we're going to get to see a real mix of the old blood and the new blood. Yeah, like we're yeah. Going to, it's going to be really really cool that we're you know and you got to see a lot of that. We got you know guys like Adam Lane and John Seward who've been around since the you know since day one of this game, doing the commentary and bringing back newer players. Your you know your Travis Pfeiffer's, your Daniel Goulas, as well people that came in like in the last like six or seven sets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really cool that this. And I realize we have, you know, you know, Will Coghill being a new player for Worlds. You know, we, we've had that new blood kind of injected, but now this is the year where it's going to mix. Like, we're it's going to be... A, well, the divide is pretty... For me, the divide is literally, like, you either played in the competitive Final Fantasy before or you didn't. And yeah. I mean, like, the Crystal Cup circuit, right? Yeah. Because, like, there yeah, is that... Crystal Cup this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, this time I mean Crystal Cup. Because there were... 2017, 18, 19 are competitive years for Final Fantasy. 17 just had Worlds and Petite Cups, but yeah. then 18, 19 had full Crystal Cup circuits, yeah. invites to Nats, Worlds. Then we shut down for 2020, 2021, 2022, and then 2023 finally came back in. Yeah. So um, there are a lot of people who either left or came in in those. That, that was basically just a huge the period of change. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the great turnover. That's right. Um, and yeah, we we exchanged a lot of people. Uh, some I'll miss greatly that I wish would come back. Some people that you know, like literally, life changed in such a dramatic way that, of course, yeah. you know, literally, like children, like homes mm-hmm. moving, things like this. Um, there was a, such a, so much change going on in that time period. Um, but yeah, we we were sitting there at the the bar last night after locals, and we look up and down the table and go, "Well, we've got four people here who have been playing since 2017, mm-hmm. and then we got four people here who've been playing for like a year." Yeah. Um, it's and it's, it's a really good mix, and yeah, I think that uh, that yeah, I, I've seen a lot now that they've announced a big, long competitive season, That's and they announced it early. <laughs> uh, everybody's back, yeah. 
So, let's go right into that. What did they announce? Oh, man, well, they, you know, what didn't they announce is really the right way to hey. put that. We got, materi- we got Materia Cups. We got local qualifiers. We got a last chance The LCQ is back? The, oh, man, it's like the McRib. Whoa, it's, yeah, it's, it's back. back. It's, it's back, back, baby. baby. Get my McRib Kefka up there. It's back. But, yeah, dude. So, and let's kind of do a rundown. Now, and, you know, John, you alluded to this earlier. Um, the first three... Materia Cup, like sales have gone up for three of the Materia Cups, and uh, they're all gone. Like the tickets are gone for these events. Like, uh, hey. So, so three events have gone up for sale, but they weren't the first three. It's they're, pretty close, but yeah. we're still waiting for Florida, which is the second Materia Cup. Yeah. But yeah, so they went up for Kansas, sold out in like thirteen minutes, something, something like, like thirteen minutes. Mm-hmm. They went up for California, sold out in something like eight minutes, yeah. or it was like a little bit it was less. Fast. Then they went up for Chicago, Chris. And they sold out, and and this is a very, this is a real number. This is no exaggeration. 52, 53 seconds. For 100 tickets. So they had, uh, now this includes people who are clicking, uh, you know, they've got other uh, browsers. They got their incognito browser. They got their phone out. They got a tablet. They got Mm -hmm. the other computer, their laptop. You know, one person can be multiple attempts. But they just took a look at the numbers real quick, and it's like, okay, we had 100 tickets, and there were like 600 and change attempts. Like, like, no matter how you slice it, no matter, even if it's people on multiple stuff, like, this is just a lot of demand for these. Yeah. And a situation has kind of started where people just buy first and worry about if they can actually go or not yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago tried to kind of stop that behavior by saying, like, hey, these are not transferable, yeah. but they're refundable. And I think the fact that they're just easily refundable doesn't really change the behavior so i think it was still even though you can only buy one per account like you couldn't even buy two three mm-hmm. four anything like that um 52 seconds if you weren't at the computer if you weren't sitting at your computer ready to go when the clock struck eight um you pretty much missed the ticket so yeah. i was sitting at my computer at 759 uh well i was actually sitting at my computer about 30 minutes before and chris will tell you <laughs> i was pinging him i called him oh, i sent him message 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 and i stupidly him. see it 10 minutes later i'm like i'm fine i'll get a ticket right now and you're like the fuck you will <laughs> yeah you're like you're like i see it i'm on it and i go yo we, you are too late brother um yeah, man, and, and then like, people oh. the people started just like really. There was a lot of outcry this time. This time it was like, hey, I because because here's the thing with fifty two, fifty three seconds, your phone is on an alarm for eight o'clock. Yep, it goes. Zzz, zzz, you're over on the couch. You go. Oh, okay. Hey, I gotta go. Eight o'clock. Let me go over to my computer and get sit down and okay. open the link. And it may have been fifty three seconds. Yeah, and now the tickets are gone. Like yeah. I think having an alarm wasn't even like good enough necessarily. You had to have it early or yep. you had to already be sitting there waiting for it to go. Yep. So, um, what's cool about bill, uh, who is just way too good and we don't deserve him mm-hmm. is bill just sees this crazy demand. And he's like, I have to help more people than a mm-hmm. hundred. So they went out and they, um, they, as far as I know, I don't know. I think this is locked in enough. That I can say they got space. Yeah. Like they have space. They are opening more tickets. Mm-hmm. I think they said something like 100, 150 more yeah. tickets um, to the people. And, and so Chicago is absolutely going to be the biggest Final Fantasy tournament, even if only half of those sell, that we've had. And um, I think this is saying some... I mean, this signal is strong here to the mothership, right? And we've talked about this before. Like We mentioned it this weekend that like we're kind of at that weird growth stage where I think... I think we're getting too big to have major events at LGSs. Yeah. And 
but we're not quite like ballroom big yet. Like we're yeah. we're we're like we're in that awkward in between size, right? We're, we're I think we're still in like I don't think you can get like room in convention center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you are like smaller hotel meeting room. Yeah. Uh, level, you know, you like a 4K for the weekend, 5K for the weekend space. Now, yeah. I mean, and, and those are not a lot of those. I, guys, I think a lot of people don't understand, right, when they're telling stores, rent this space, rent this space, rent this space. A lot of places, the minimum on, like, a weekend space, like 10K. Yeah, that's a like, lot. Like, oh, you want our venue for two days, 10K. Yep. Like, no store, the store's already renting space. Mm-hmm. It's the store. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, well, Square reached out to them, right? Think of it from their perspective. Square reaches out and says, hey, we'd like you to host a tournament for about 100 people. Mm-hmm. And you, can you handle it? The store says yes. Yeah. And then the players are like demanding the store rent space so that the store can host two, 300 people. The store's like, this is not really what we wouldn't have agreed to host it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's not, this is a different, entirely different animal. It's a horse of a different color, as <laughs> they say. Um, so I don't blame any store, and I don't expect any store uh, to like, you know, just easily increase. To do what Chicago is doing, and yeah, I don't blame them for not doing it. So yeah. I think it's uh, great that Chicago is opening it up. I hope that people who are being loud about wanting there to be more spots and wanting demand follow through and actually get tickets. Uh, yeah. Because if they rent this space, and you know, people are just making a fuss, but they actually weren't going to put their money where their mouth is. Yeah, and they only sell 15 tickets. Screws the store and screws people who really tried hard to make it right for the players. So we'll see how this goes, but it does look like there is a lot of demand. It looks like there's a lot of people who are waiting for a ticket. I mean, I'm sitting right next to one. So and this is Chicago's first, like, big op yeah event. they haven't gotten uh, to something at their me. space bill has always been there. organizing their own stuff yeah yeah i mean honestly the event that i went to that bill held the, the bomb brawl too was so good i was like whatever your next thing is i'm coming yeah i said whatever the next big thing you host i'm there mm-hmm. um so i will see you there in chicago it's going to be a good time but yeah so so we've got uh, let's just run down all the materia cups i know yeah. we went on a little crazy ticket tangent here but this just been but it's going to be relevant it's been wild man so the ones that have sold tickets so in april we have collector's cash that's sold out mm-hmm. um may we have haven games tickets are not up yet that's in florida at james lockwood's store and that one i'm worried is going to be like Oh, yeah. Like, if there's one that's going to sell out in less than 52 seconds, it's going to be that one. Dude, yeah. Because, again, uh, Florida, easy to get to. They've got a lot of people down there in their scene. And the Southeast, in general, between us and Florida, there's a lot of players who easily can travel there. Um, It's a vacation destination, right? It's basically Orlando. A lot of people are making an excuse. You know, you can go there, you can go to Disney, you can do a couple things at once. Um, And it's James' store. I mean, like, that store is one where... There's a lot James of history there. The yeah, he he is him. Yeah. There's a lot of history there with the Final Fantasy community. Um, and um, a lot of people want to go just to, like, kind of, it's a silly phrase, but, like, pay their respects almost yeah. to the Don. You know, you go That's there right. and you want to, yeah. Uh, you got to eat at the restaurant with That's all the rest right. of the family. That's you know? right. That's right. <laughs> um, then in May is the Good Game Chicago one. So sold out, but, um, you know, word on the street. More tickets coming out yeah, soon. So keep your eyes posted. Um, eyes posted. Keep eyes your ears posted. Oh, eyes keep your eyes posted and yourself your, your, peeled. That's right. <laughs> Like a banana. Um, then uh, Tabletop Tavern, that's in uh, San Diego, right? California. I so. so that one sold out. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's in June, uh, June 8th and June 9th, right? June yeah. 22nd, 23rd is uh, Ottawa. Canada getting a Crystal Cup again this year. Yeah, because this one we didn't even mention. Mm-hmm. There's eight instead of six yeah. this year. And the LCQ is back, so it's kind of nine, which mm-hmm. is awesome. 
Um, then in July, we shoot over to Lone Star Pack Breaks. That's in Texas. Um, so I think they're the same place that had the cup last year, right? Then um, August 10th and 11th is uh, Epic Gaming. They've been uh, since you know the first yeah, Crystal Cup circuit. Absolutely. They've always been holding Final Fantasy events up there. It's a great spot if you can get up there in Oregon. And then uh, bring the it last up the rear, one, baby. Yeah, and then the absolute last one at the end of August, the last chance to get qualified for Nets will be here at Game Theory in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. So, I'll tell you what, though, if there's only a, if there's a swing and a miss on this list. Brother, there's no reason Texas should have been in July. It's going to be so hot. It's going to be so sti- Like, my balls are sticking to my leg just thinking about Well, I mean, what are you going to put in the, I mean, what, Florida goes down there? I mean, that's not I mean, going to be much better. I mean, that's just bad, right? Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's a little bit rough because it's all just in the summer. I know, shit. Like, <laughs> Chicago might have made more sense. Maybe, yeah, switch and put, yeah. put it earlier in May. I don't know. It's going to be rough. But, yeah, in July, it'll God, be a little... It's be so hot. It's, like, it's so sticky, dude. God. <laughs> Unreal. But... Here's the thing too, and we you know we bring up these ticket sales. What's also super important is there's 60, 60, 60 LQs. So like the fact that I didn't get a ticket initially to Chicago, um, I didn't get a ticket to Kansas. I wasn't going to California. It's just too much to travel for just that. Um, but I don't like last year. Mm-hmm. If you missed that, your season was probably just non-existent. Yeah. Um, because last year all the LQs were like, like. And I'm glad they were in more, like, underserviced areas. But, like, for a lot of the larger groups, like, John, for us, it was, like, a seven-hour drive to to go play in a, a one-day tournament. I can't justify that. But with 60 of them, I don't feel so bad about not being able to get those tickets because I'm going to get my chance. And I know I won't have to drive seven, eight hours to get to an LQ because mm-hmm. I know there's going to be some here. There's, you know, they're tightening Jersey. Uh, when I say uh, Jersey's a uh, seven, five, seven, they've already put in their bid to get one. Mm-hmm. So like there's going to be places close by to get these things. Yeah. And so it's like, like I said, like I don't feel bad. I didn't get these tickets. Like, you know, granted I'm going to be super pissed if I miss Florida because I'm not missing. I'm going to be there if I miss a ticket. Yeah. But like the fact that I can now, okay, cool. Crystal Cups are out of the, or Materia Cups are out of the realm. Let me see where these 60 LQs are and just start making mm-hmm. the circuit there. So, like, it's really, really nice. And they say there needs to be a minimum of eight players to fire these. I don't think they're going to have a problem. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried I'm, about based that. Based on what we're seeing, I'm not worried about these things not firing at all. Yeah. Um, it, it is looking like it is, the demand is high. Yes. And those start in April. They start at the end of April. So, and then... uh. And then, John, we get the, uh, right here in, uh, oh, you know, I left my wallet in El Segundo here. There is a, the Dark Crystal Cup is back. Obviously, they're calling it the last chance qualifier. Mm-hmm. But we know it is what it is, right? Top four players qualify for the North American Championship. Yeah. Um, so, and, and the other thing that's interesting here is what they say is if there are no shows for Nats, yeah. this I love. If they basically are about to fire a tournament with less than 128 players, they're just going to go down. God. Where was that I in know, fucking I 2019? They're going to go down the I list fi- and they're going to pull sixth, people. I finished, yeah. I lost the top eight, finished sixth, and then it was just like, here's your pack of fucking Decidia promos. Go to hell. And now, remember that black payment you got 10 of? Here's yeah. another one. Well, look, we, we can't fix Brother. the past, Chris, but we can do better in the future. And they're doing it. So um, that's really cool. It says right there that if there are no, if there are additional no-shows for the North American Championship, the number of players who qualify... Well, excuse me, who qualify may increase. So, That's um, awesome. it's very cool that it's like, hey, we're trying to just make sure it's a nice, clean, full tournament, and there are players here As who want to play, 
And so this is a way that makes sense and is fair for us to invite more people in. Right, so. and it's great because, I mean, it's, let's be honest, it's sometimes things come up. Mm-hmm. You qualify and you can't fly across the country to get there, right? These things happen. Yeah. Um, so the fact that that is no longer just a dead spot is huge. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, they did just say Nats is back at... Uh, the Embassy Suites again, Embassy Ecstasy, you know, how you get that. Uh, may, hopefully the hotel will be right. uh, not completely under construction. Well, but the formula was there last year, getting them all set. And I be- will enjoy the uh, the happy hour. And then this will be, um, you know, a two-day event, of course. Uh, they say 100 players even, so that's interesting. Um, well, that's probably assuming that they don't have it. Well, I don't know. I'm just, no, 100 is a, it's just a weird number for yeah. instead of like 128 or something. It's not like a good tournament number. Yeah. It's not like a nice, easy multiple of eight. Um, and then, yeah, standard two-deck format, best of three on day two, blah, 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 blah. 60 players from LQs, 32 from Materia Cups, four players from the last chance qualifier. Mm-hmm. And then there's pre-invited players, which, of course, are half my locals. Yes. Um, you know, Hunter, Will, Mike, and then Mr. Ryan Chen. So. Yeah, and I love, and here's the great thing, too, right? I love that we, we have the dates for nationals so early. So if you want to go ahead and book that flight, you want to preemptively say you're going to qualify. Why don't, you, why don't you go on and uh, go ahead and book that flight yeah, out feel there free. now? I mean, Do that's exactly the nice thing is like, thank you for getting us all these dates so we can plan yes. which ones we're going to try to go to. I mean, you know, tickets, problems, notwithstanding. Yeah. And we're going to uh, be able to, you know, make these decisions more informed, which is always nice. Yeah. I'm big fan. I can't wait to see you there. I'll see, see you there, there dude. Um, so we're going to go. So going from events to, you know, product news, um, you know, again, we mentioned it when we were talking about Octagon, the, uh, the shadow meta is upon us. Uh, if you can get your anniversary box, because he's uh, the anniversary set. That's uh, right. It's here. Came out. Uh, came out this weekend, and uh, allegedly it's here. Uh, allegedly it's here. It definitely was not a game theory, but it's not their fault. So we were just talking shit. Mm-hmm. But um, what a box, dude! Like these, I mean, these guys. I, I said this the other day, dude. Like there is no other trading card game with. By the way, with so many trading card games out there. They could all take a page out of Final Fantasy's book. Their supplemental products and starter decks are, by a mile, the best on the market. Yeah. Like, it's not even close, dude. It's, it's like, so much value for you, and no part of it is trying to, like, screw you. You know what I mean? Or, like, I mean, I guess you could argue, like, oh, if I want three full art foil ones, I have to buy three. But, like... So, you know what? I'm probably buying three. Yeah, um, exactly. I just want all these cards, man. I mean, it has got incredible reprints in the there. The value, dude. They, you know, think about it. The box is like, what, 40, 50? Something mm-hmm. like that. They give you this, like, uh, two Chocobo Summons. The Chocobo Summons are like $20 a pop. So it's basically like, everything else in the box is free. Like, like it's just like so insane that they're specifically yeah. just, they target these secondary market cards that are very high, and they go, hey... We do, we want there to be secondary market value for our game. Mm-hmm. So at the same time as they're reprinting all this stuff, they're also giving you things like signature Yuffie, signature Cloud that have these very few opportunities to get them. They're these yep. specific, highly valued collectible things, and people you can move those for like eight thousand or eight thousand. Sorry, eight hundred, a thousand dollars. Sometimes, depending on the character, depending on blah, blah, blah. But, like, Garnet, they've given out $2,000. You know, they've been yeah. giving out these prize cards that are highly collectible. So, at the same time that they're reprinting all the playable stuff, I think they just want people to have all the game pieces. They yeah. want people to have access to the cards in a reasonable way. Mm-hmm. 
and especially after they've had some time to breathe, like none of this stuff is like stuff from the last three sets that yep. they're you know printing out from under you. Like you've had plenty of time to make your money off Leviathans and yep. um, Bismarcks and everything. Well, and I'm glad you said that because a lot of this stuff is like the COVID spike cards, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. um the Ursula's, basically the, thirteen forward, yeah. right? Because the first one was like one to twelve. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you've got um yeah, Chocobo. Asura has made it back into this yeah. Opus Two card that just kinda of popped out all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Um yeah, you've got your your you know, all the primal legend guys are Ursula, in there. Al Sid is in yeah. there, which is a huge one for people. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a million other reprints in there. I'm just thinking Amaterasu. of the things off the top of my head, I'm thinking of the things that cost people more than like twenty bucks that they yeah. kinda needed. Which is wild that Amaterasu's had like three printings and it's still like a forty dollar card. Yeah, well everybody needs three. It's not like a lot of other cards and it's also yep. a little bit more universal than other cards. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there are definitely players who say to themselves, Well I'm never gonna be a mono water gamer and they don't invest in thirty to forty dollar Leviathans. But <laughs> I think they still feel like they need three Amaterasus. So yeah. um and then there's also Amaterasu is a card that a lot of people play and competitively a lot of people are willing to like trade up for them. So they yeah. buy up those like full art and yeah. and special ones and then um it drives the price up on those. So mm-hmm. I think it's just, um, it's clear that when they want players to have access to a card, they make sure players can access that card without too much trouble. And that trouble includes paying inflated secondary market prices after a time. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't believe how fair they've been about it. Yeah. Um, I think that there's, there's a lot there that some collectors get upset about or some people who like sell the cards for a living get upset about. But when you look at the way it's done, I think everyone can agree it's just like the best for the game. So. I agree. And uh, well, John, the reprints aren't the only thing there. There are some. Uh, there yeah. are some new, unique cards which uh, I know you specifically really wanted to take one of them for a spin this uh. weekend. Because um, we have a there's a new Aerith, there's a new Zach, mm-hmm. and a new Laguna. Now, yeah, we'll put and a, then a new in anniversary Laguna. card. Yeah, because yeah. Laguna is going to uh, he's going to get his time to shine here coming up really soon. But I know you really wanted to play the Zach because uh, that card seems really good. So I really did. Uh, so Zach to me um, is maybe the best out of these four new cards, mm-hmm. and I mean everybody has their own opinion. Zach is a four CP. Seven uh, K lightning forward. He's a mm-hmm. soldier, of course, from Final Fantasy Seven. He's got haste inherently, mm-hmm. which is very important. And then he says, whenever he attacks, um, choose a forward your opponent controls and dull it. And then whenever one of your opponent's forwards becomes dull due to your summons or abilities, choose a forward doesn't have to be active, which mm-hmm. is huge, and deal at five k. Um, so part of the reason that this is so good is that anytime that they've had this mechanic before when people get dull deal someone damage yeah but it's always been you have to deal an active guy the damage so it's like i'm dulling two other guys and i have to hit the third guy you know it's just been not flexible enough it's it's been a little annoying um a lot of times with zach i'm kind of like finding myself dulling two guys on attack and then just killing one of those guys you know like using the fact that i dulled the second guy to get to the 10 um but with al Cid, right al Cid cheats a guy into play al Cid has the trigger that says when a lightning character attacks dull a forward Mm -hmm. so when you al Cid in the zach zach has inherent haste he attacks right away dulls two things so he can like scoot two and 10k three yeah and like there's a lot of pressure from a deck that's trying to get those kill turns and make those windows for themselves so I wanted to try that out. I put together a lightning ice deck, and um, they just didn't have any Zacks for me. There were no yeah. Zacks. Um, and he just kind of just meshes right in with that that you know stock uh, you know ice lightning list because like ninety percent of that deck is Cat Seven, so there's ways yeah. to to maneuver. You, you can get him when you need him. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm yeah. trying to get at. It's um he's actually just like really strong. Also, just even just as like a piece by himself, like haste attack. They yeah. dull that. By the way, this is marked. So are we trading or what? Because then yeah. these guys are getting through. Yep. Um, really, really cool card. So yeah, I agree. 
Um, and then there's the the Aerith is like a two drop light card. Now she's pretty cool in a world where there's this um, this Windwater Crystal Bounce deck, right? Because mm-hmm. Aerith says that she's got Ritz text yeah, is what Ritz. we called it. Yeah, yeah. Um, she says your characters can't be returned to your hand by your opponent's summons or abilities. And then she says when she enters the field, reveal the top three. Yeah, top three cards of your deck and put a backup that you find there into play if it's cost two or less. Um, Joe, Chocobo <laughs> Joe, loves it. Says he's going to hit it all the time, and it's great. I know uh, I'm the kind of guy who whiffs minors mm-hmm. when I'm revealing five cards and can take any backup. So um, I'm terrified of playing a card like this. But, I mean, hey, if you can make, make this work. It work. It's him. Yeah, and she's got that gorgeous red dress, so, I mean, that's a, that's a cool card. Mm-hmm. And then Laguna, yeah, I mean... Um, Boy, yeah, like you said, maybe we'll just wait to talk about him. I think he's he's okay right now, but he's waiting for Final Fantasy VIII to be a deck, and, and oh boy, it's about to be one. It so. is. But uh, the other product news we got uh, was for Hidden Trials, which is Opus 23? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So for you, August 2nd. For, for, all you, uh, for all you armpit fans out there, we got a nice, uh, I got the nice box art here of Lightning, which is, you know, <laughs> one, of the, one of the cards. Um, beautiful artwork. Uh, the sets that we're getting, or the, the categories we're getting out of this one... Was that we're getting original art from Final Fantasy VI, Thirteen Two, Seven Remake, Nine, which is awesome. Tactics, uh, uh, Advance Two, or no, eight, yeah, Advance FFTA Two, yeah, yeah. Uh, just Final Fantasy One, some Dirge of Cerberus for the for if, if if you're into that sort of thing. Final Fantasy IV, some more Type Zero, Eleven, Regular Ass Thirteen, some Type Zero, uh, more Type Zero from two different artists. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, this queen looks gorgeous that yeah. they show here. Yeah. So, and then there's going to be some more record keeper stuff. We're getting another Tiro, it looks like. Yeah, a little wind Tiro yeah, backup. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, this is also going to be the second set with the new mechanic that we'll talk about here in a yeah. bit. Um, so I think they, they showed a couple of those as well. Yeah, they showed the. It's got to be Vincent. It's like Vincent in chaos form because you see he's got his like mm-hmm. his outfit on here from Dirge of Cerberus. Yep. And then there's old uh, Kuja and That's then right. Armpit Lightning. Now, she's not a limit break, the other two guys are. But. And then the three, it looks like the three legacy cards, which I still love that they're doing this. Uh, looks like the Opus 15 Lightning Legend, the 1 CP. We got the 2 CP Rydia, and then we have the Water Refia mm-hmm. from the last, uh, from, I keep saying the last set. It feels like the last set, but from a couple sets ago. Um, who is also a super relevant card these days. So it's, it's nice to see that, I, again, I love these things. Um, I, I don't know how le- much legacy these cards are, but it's cool that they're reprinting them and you just have a chance to you know get one just out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like it's a little cool. wild to me when a card is like from three sets ago. Yeah. And it's a legacy print. Yeah, that's weird. But sure. I'll take. I mean, I'll take it. I'll, the more cards, the better. Like again, I say, the, I love the products that we have here. And then there's a, I guess the the special card is lightning, which I assume is, is, is that going to be uh, like, like the special like the signatures card. Signature like lightning. It's, I don't know if it's going to have a signature on, but she'll be like held the gold like stamp wow. stuff or whatever. It's going to be this. And, that, and that'll be a yeah. sought after card for sure. Oh, Light, for lightning sure. is definitely like up there. Like if you look at like popularity of like main characters, it has to be like cloud one lightning one a right. Yeah. It won't be like Jack Garland energy. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And that's a, I don't well, we know. don't know what the buy box is yet. So. Exactly. Which I'm sure, you know, as you know, I mean, we're not even into Opus 22 yet, so we'll, we'll know more. They just like to, they like to drop that little nugget for us to salivate over. But uh, that's right. That's right. So a nice little garlic bite for mm-hmm. us. Of, uh, but uh, I mean, this is going to be a gorgeous full art card. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, because yeah, can we talk about that? The art on that is just absolutely gorgeous as it is. Yeah, it was there for a second. Yeah, but um, but yeah, we'll get to that. But uh, you know, John, we've got something just a little bit more closer to to now. It's going to be more relevant going into 
the comp season, and that's uh, Hidden Hope, Opus 22. Um, and they're coming hot and heavy, and there's a lot to get excited about. Um, and we'll, we'll, dive, you know, we'll, we'll talk about some of the things that really the big thing here that's got me excited is it looks like Final Fantasy VIII might have something. Might, they might be cooking. This, this, the, they're cooking something over there in Balam Gardens there. Dude, I'm telling you. So as these cards have started to come out, it's like you see a selfie a while ago, and you yeah. go, huh, okay. You stop thinking about it. Yeah. You see a cipher that comes out like two sets ago. Mm-hmm. Have like a tiny bit of synergy with this Fujin Raijin. You just stop thinking about it. You yeah. know, it doesn't really go much anywhere. Irvine was pretty good this set. You, you see him for a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, he's pretty good. You kind of stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then they start revealing some of these eight cards. And I'm go, hmm. hold up. And my it, brain's like, my brain's like. A couple sets ago. Look. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, oh my God, hold on. Dude. We have got a new, updated, and highly playable version of so many Final Fantasy VIII cards now. And that's just always felt like... They've always felt like they have, like, three guys who have decent abilities now. Everybody's got a hundred instances of Name Clash, and they all suck. It's, yeah. like, it's like, here's five bad Quistus cards. Like, mm-hmm. you know, here's a bunch of Renoas that, like, they all are piling on top of each other and none of them are even the one you really want like none of them are even like a no-brainer payoff anymore mm-hmm. so i mean you've, you've got like buckets of squalls they don't don't boxes do anything yeah i got boxes full of squall so it, it's just like a fans yeah they've gotten cards but have they gotten like a nice synergistic archetype probably not since god when was it chris that we were was that seven it was uh, something like that eight eight. when we were playing uh fire ice or lightning ice Mm -hmm. five fantasy eight but yeah now brother they've been showing a lot of these cards and especially very very recently on this poster and with card of the week and um not only are all of these very playable cards they are all gorgeous original art cards and this is going to be the most like blinged out full-arted final fantasy 8 fan fest deck that has ever existed and um i i think this is like it's a very clear pattern of like over three or four sets, them setting up this mm-hmm. beautiful full set of Final Fantasy VIII full art cards. Yep. And I am just so excited for them to do this with other titles. Yes. Like it, it's really indicative to me of like a really cool new design direction from them. And I'm really hoping the, uh, the juice is worth the squeeze on this. Cause, um, you know, obviously I think one of the cornerstones we got to see, you know, and we're not going to, you can find all these spoilers, you know, from the poster. Um, you can find them on you know, the NA page, so we're not going to go over everything. But I really think, to me, the cornerstone piece we're seeing is this new squall. Oh, the um, ice squall, yeah. Yeah, which, because now you, and I, I mentioned it briefly, you know, they snuck Sid Kramer in there finally, who just has this convenient ability that lets you tap him to pay any color for a Category 8 A two-cost lightning yeah. backup. Yeah, yeah, for for card, yeah. card yeah. not just you know summon. You can do everything, um, but this squall here has a first ability that like, if you if you control four or more category eight characters, he gets plus two k and can't be damaged by abilities. It becomes zero. Um, but then he just has this other ability, which is at the start of your attack phase, you can just drop a category eight forward of cost four or less just onto the field, just just because. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to have the four. So like, there's these. Kind of, you know, you, you immediately start thinking aggressive, right? Like, play him, put the selfie into play, search a guy, give Squall hey. So you've already, you know, you've replaced the selfie for your next best card. You've presented two forwards and you're putting on pressure. Or you play him into Irvine, 
take two cards, you know, whatever they pitched, you know, early on, just get those. Now he's coming through. Now you're, again, presented two forwards. Um, Mid-game, you can drop the Quistus that we spoiled at the Winter Cup. You know, that's mm-hmm. essentially like locking down your opponent, taking away their turn. Um, so I feel like this squall, and the fact that he's got a little bit of evasiveness really matters. Yeah. Um, and I think, and of course, I think the, the missing link right now is still... This the Renoa that's like the the I guess the cornerstone of this poster. We've seen right? this beautiful art. Oh, we don't know man. what she does yet, but yeah. I mean, even thing. So think about the cipher, right? You play yeah. the cipher, you take a point of damage, and then you get to give a guy haste. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, so you play this cipher. So so he's like squall drop selfie selfie search cipher cipher comes down hits haste. Yeah. Two of them are attacking. You know, like and there's yep. just like. Uh, the things that this deck is looking for. Sid is a big part of it. They need. A tiny dab of glue on the backup line, dude. Yes. And I'm saying there are characters here that we are fucking overdue for. Angelo, yep. mm-hmm. we could have an alone. Mm-hmm. I know people are talking about Norg, <laughs> but well, I mean, somebody's. I mean, well, Norg is like okay, I get it. He's like a, a bad guy that's kind of uh, you mm-hmm. know this important character in the game. But like alone is feels like hey. You you know if you're making all these lunas you're making all these characters yeah. you're making all these witches you're doing all this stuff she's she's an easy like backup character she'll yeah. never be a forward mm-hmm. she's an easy backup who like finds somebody you know she finds a squall or something or, or any of these characters she can target with her yeah. uh, timey wimey mind yeah. boopy whoopies um, or why not just fucking your boy dude why not an Angelo like we've got interceptor you yeah. know chilling in the back line and even what if a great he just backup searches like. A squalor Renoa. We just need one that's just gonna search squall. He can search Renoa, maybe even or yeah, search yeah. but squall, but even if he's just like he has eight cards. Like yeah. I just need a new, unique I just need something where yeah. when this guy if you control four or more eight characters, I would really love that to be like a Krista and three backups that don't suck. Yeah. You know, and right now I have a low list of yeah. Final Fantasy eight backups that don't suck. Yeah, it's Sid Kramer and maybe Oh, that's it. The Esther EX Soldier. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're not fucking playing EX Esther Rajin. Soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I could argue I could yeah, argue Rajin's the Fujin Rajin backup. I could argue yeah. them if you're playing Cypher. Well, the they... problem with Fujin is she's wind. Uh, yeah. And like there's no other wind eight. I know. Juice, but we'll see. I mean, I think the only thing that is for sure is eight is just getting so many tools that yeah. it is it is popping off because we also got. I mean, they just showed us the, the uh, card of the week, the card of the week, the Adea. Oh my god! So she's another one, dude. She's a five drop. When she enters, guess what? Search for Final yeah, Fantasy eight forward. So we've got two critical forwards that search other category eight forwards, and they now. don't like the forwards are good. Yeah, and they search Final yeah. Fantasy eight forwards because she's still she's. Uh, you put the top two cards of your deck in the break zone, choose a forward, and it loses four thousand power till the end of the turn. But if you have ten or more cards in your break zone, that's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you can put two in there with the mm-hmm. ability, right? Um, it loses 8,000 power until the end of the turn instead. So imagine she just has something that, it, while it does make the game, it's compressing time, it makes your, like, how many turns you have, like, less over time. As mm-hmm. long as you win before you run out of deck, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, I mean, she basically says every turn you start to be, like, minus 8, minus 8, mm-hmm. <laughs> minus 8. That's yeah. huge. Just drop a guy uh, with basically a free ability. Yep. And she just tutors out. You know, the next thing you're going to do. Uh, and eight forwards. There's so many good eight forwards. I and mean, we've even got the new Ultimisha who says uh, she kind of is a funny follow up for the Adea, right? Because yeah. she cares about if there's a bunch of stuff in your break zone. So it's yeah. like after you use the Adea, and that's flavorful, which is really neat. And um, she protects it too, which is huge. Yeah, she says all the cards of your break zone can't be removed from the game by opponent's abilities. 
And then when she enters the field, choose a forward. If there are 15 or more cards in your break zone, you gain control of it. So it's like, oh, now that I've put all these cards in my break zone, I'll play this ultimation. I'm killing that guy, and I'm going to take that yeah, guy. Yeah, and they don't have any kind of thing where they're like, is card name whatever in all situations. So yeah. it's... um. You can have the ultimation and the Adea out together. Like Adea doesn't even have to die first for the ultimation to come out and get the payoff, which is really yeah. cool. And then obviously the Griever implications as well. Like yes, I realize Griever is a card now that you want to just kind of abuse, mm -hmm. but I feel like with these new witches, there's a world now where like you slap a couple Griever's in this list too because he yeah. doesn't clash with anything. And brother, and this S ability is insane. Yes, it's just S. It's not tap. It doesn't cost anything but another ultimation. It says choose a forward. It loses 10k power. And we got a beautiful ice just ultimation kill, in this last set. kill a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really um, good. So yeah, I mean, A8 is just packed. I mean, of course, we had talked about that selfie that was like previously revealed, and that's yeah. just another, yeah, you search for an A forward and add it to your hand. And then for zero, she chooses an A forward other than her, and they get that haste and brave plus and, 1K. And, yeah, haste, brave, yeah. and 1K, and they get the soup, which is it's great. Just, it's wild. They man. get that breakfast soup. They get that breakfast <laughs> soup, dude. There's just so much of that coming together. I, I think it's it's really something else. And then, oh, God, we didn't even talk about Eden, dude. Yeah. Um, let me find our translation here for, for Eden. And, and, and while you're while you're searching up Eden, I mean, you know, we definitely got to talk about our boy, but we'll do that. We'll, we'll talk about, you know, that right after this Eden. But what dude, a cool card. Eden, you, you know, I mean, we're already like, oh, man, maybe Renault is this big payoff for the whole thing. Or like, oh, we're going to play all these guys together, and it's just going to have all the synergy. They did show us one big payoff for eight. It's an ATP light summon. But it says the cast to, the cast the cost. Look, this is definitely uh, Eureka typed it backwards. Sure the cost to cast Eden is reduced by one for each eight character you control. <laughs> Choose up to two forwards, deal thirty thousand damage among them, them as you like. This damage cannot be reduced. It literally says just grab two forwards on your opponent's hand, just rip them in half. Just Brother, literally this rip summon them is insane. Yeah. When you have like. But I mean, even you, you know, oh, it can be free. Sure, right? Let's mm. not even think about the. the I mean, brother, you've got like four, five, eight characters in place. You now have a four cost summon that just nukes two guys that they can't do anything. Holy about. shit, dude! I mean, this is this is good. Yeah. What a very strong summon. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really cool payoff for the eight stuff. So I um, agree. Yeah. So so of course those are all the five, fifty eight spoilers. But I know Chris here at the podcast. Yeah. We're big fans of a couple things. We're big fans of pillaging and raiding uh, up in the air, or as you might say, Sky Pirates. Indeed. Finally, my and brother. I know that. How many times have we joked about needing the new Redis? The new Redis. Oh, maybe it could be a new Redis that does XYZ. Because um, the one that we have, trash. Yeah, he's not good. He ain't um, good. But this Redis, brother. So he's a 5 CP Sky Pirate, 9K power. Okay, Redis, well, what, you better be worth paying all that for. Oh, wait. The cost required to cast Redis is reduced by one for each job Sky Pirate Which you control, you I say. Dog. And the thing is, when you start to think, here's a really easy way to contextualize that um, the Porum, is, or not Porum, the um, Pinello is looking for the same thing, right? Because it's a 5 cost action ability mm -hmm. that can become 0. So if you think about, hey, did my opponent ever really use Pinello for free? Oh, yes, all the time. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah, this guy will be free all the time. Or it costs like 1 or 2. But, I mean, and, and then um, the guys, other than the Redis you control, can't be chosen by your opponent's summons. And Pinello protects them from abilities. Gives them hexproof from abilities. So it's like. This is just a really cool... He is a little puzzle piece that fits in a completely empty spot mm -hmm. with what's going on with the Sky Pirate stuff and just gives it a little boost yeah. up. I love it. 
big I love fan. It. Big, big fan. I mean, see, and th- those are the kind of cards that can bring an archetype just out of the brink. Just, you know, dust those cards off because you're going to play them again. But uh, the, the, the last card we want to talk about before we get into the meat of this thing is uh, our boy is back. Oh, here uh, he is. Yeah, we, we love other, we, you know, we, other, we love other seafaring uh, creatures. Uh, you know, we've got pirates, <laughs> but we also love fucking turtles. We not do. Not fucking turtles, but That's the wrong podcast. That's him, not me. That's, that's him, o- not o- me. Only turtles. That's him, not me. <laughs> right. But we uh, love Guido turtles. is back, dude. Yeah, my, my picture on um on Discord is already Guido with the Thunder Shades on God, Thunder yeah, his Pit Vipers. Yeah. Yeah, this Guido's definitely hanging dog. What a fun card. So he's this two CP Earth Forward. Just a ten K. Uh, yeah, he's he's just an artifact, right? He can't attack yeah. or block. He's a ten K power. Uh at the end of your turn you put a wisdom counter on him because he's oh so wise. And then during this turn, if a character you control is put from the field to the break zone, you put three wisdom counters on Guido instead. Right? Yeah. And then you remove three wisdom counters from this boy to draw two cards. Yeah, boy, well, sh- like shouldn't Suzu Hiza just be on this guy's back? These guys, yeah, I mean they're they're literally like just boys, dude. Yeah, but it's, it's so it's at the end of your turn. So the problem with the Suzu Hiza thing is like he's gonna die at the beginning of the turn, very well, likely. Suzu Hiza um, triggers on their turn often, yeah. so you want to have. Um, oh, that's you fair. you no, really that's are fair. trying to mostly just like activate things in your turn. So this is kind of like. Bro, you're just like, oh, I'll, uh, I'll luminous puma, you know, yeah. and then it's like, Monk's oh stuff. yeah, oh wow, counters on Guido, and mm-hmm. then you go into your turn or on your opponent's turn, you can remove the counters too, just draw two cards, and you yeah. just start your turn with nine cards in your hand, yeah, uh, without even having the ex. So I think it's really cool. It's it's a neat little it's guy. It's fun. It's Guido. We we love Guido here. Yeah, his power definitely protects him from um, any kind of damage based removal. Uh, or at least any efficient damage based removal, but he will just get snapped clean off by anything that like by hates a two CP. <laughs> yeah. Right now there's not a lot of like just two CP hate because the all the really aggressive stuff on it being just like three. threes and fours. Yeah. Um not as many twins or anything like that. Not like you know, you don't see people packing kujas and their ice lightnings right yeah. now. So um, maybe he gets away with it. We'll see. The thing is, but I just love that Guido is back. Dude. Yeah, we, we're just big fans. But you know, really, the the big tale here is um, you know limit break. This is a new mechanic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know people have been talking about it. This with uh, with uh, last week's card of the week, uh, they presented like basically gave us the first three limit break cards and kind of broke down how the mechanic. They limit works. broke it down. They limit broke it down. Um, and I know there's a lot of like. The reception has been very mixed. So I think people will understand why the reception has been mixed if we just go into um, exactly what it is and how it works here for a second. Yeah. Not although I, I expect if you're listening to this podcast, you know about it, but mm-hmm. we'll still just cover the basics and then we'll yeah. dive into to our thoughts about it. Yeah. So um, Limit Break is a brand new mechanic where you have a side Limit Break deck. And the way it works is you can cast a face-down card from the Limit Break deck at any time you are able to cast a regular card. So, uh, so far we've only seen forwards. So that would be, you know, in your main one or main two, you can cast one of these forwards. Um, Face-up cards in the Limit Break deck can't be cast. So you're going to choose one of the face-down cards and you're going to cast it to the field. In addition to the specified, <laughs> this I was about to say specific, and then yeah. was reading this whole thing. In addition to the specified basic CP cost, you must pay the LB cost to cast it. So the LB cost is on the card. It says limit break has a hyphen and then a number. Yep. So um, you pay that cost by turning the same number of face down cards in the limit break deck face up. 
So think of it as you have eight cards face down in your limit break deck. You go to cast one of them, so you reveal that and you put it onto the field. And then if it said it had limit break two, out of the seven remaining face down cards, you would choose two of them and flip them face up. And now you can no longer cast those yeah, cards. Just so it, it's basically like you're spending meter. Yes. <laughs> um, which is kind of fun, you know, for, for you fighting game people out there. So your, your EX meter is getting spent every time That's you right. cast these. Um so need those invincibility frames on that dragon punch brother. well exactly i mean well and honestly here it is kind of like what those are for right so it's like you build meter your opponent knows you have it and knows you can use these things at any given time yep. and it's all about making them spend it being ready for them to spend it yep. um baiting them to spend it so that you can capitalize on spending yours you know and and um it's a I know you know I know you know I know you That's know right. you know I know that you know that I have EX mm -hmm. and so I know that you know that I'm going to use this so I'm going to not use it you know it's it's right. that's its own mind game its own layers so I um basically you know that's all it is right now is forwards that you yeah. can play out and a lot of these forwards have really strong enter the field abilities mm -hmm. um but they are usually reactive or removal and they're things that don't feel like you want to turn one limit yeah. break my guy out of the side so far mm -hmm. Um, so we can look at the first three we have here, and I think it's a pretty good example of the types of things. So the, yeah. the pretty much the tutorial card here is Zach. Zach is a fire three CP seven K limit break card. Mm -hmm. um, it has a little reminder text on him there for uh, for how limit break works. Yeah. Then says when Zach enters the field, choose one forward, deal at three thousand damage, and he's limit break one. So Zach, you'd play him from your free your eight face down cards. You pay three, right? Yep. I tap a backup, I pitch a card from my hand. I go into my limit break deck, I pick it up, I take Zach, I put him face up on the field like a normal forward. Then I trigger his under the field ability, and uh, I go over to my pile of face down limit break cards, and I choose one and I flip it face up. And now that card just can't be cast yep. or used to pay for another limit break cost. Yep. Um, and that's it. And people are, it's funny, people have been kind of picking this guy apart a little bit. Oh, we are, wow, big special mechanic. He comes in and deals 3K. It's like, I mean, yeah. Every card that says do whatever to a damaged forward is more consistent. You now have a way to be like, I can make this live. Think about how many times, like, um, I mean, a goblin, Dobby Goblin, right? Mm -hmm. He cracks to do something 3K. How often that feels great to like finish something off or to combo with a summon or to combo with yep. another ability. Now you have a guy on the side. He's like, oh, I'll always have this access to like I can polish it off or finish it off with yeah, this three K. Do that, then finish this or finish combo. The AK draw a card. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, leave a body on the table when when all yeah. is said and done. There, um, I think that the goal, if I had to guess for these cards, is to create less dead turns. So yes. like you're set up, you have cards in play because of the nature of this game's uh, same name. Right, uh, like you can get into these situations where you draw cards you can't legally play because you have the guy on the field already, mm -hmm. you have the backup in play already, maybe you're locked at five backups. Well, now you can go over into your limit break deck and you've got a certain number of bullets and the like get out of the shitty situation yep. done. Um, and this game is very much going to add a layer of make my opponent use their bullets. I mean, think about it. This is like timeouts in sports, bro. Like, you can use them to your advantage. Mm -hmm. You, Everybody knows we've all got three. Yep. I'm trying um, to get you to use them in situations that are not when you're running out the clock for the win. Exactly. I want you to use them when you're struggling. Yep. 
and then I'll be able to use mine to just fucking, yep. you know, easy, just play, play some clock games, you know, take uh, all exactly. the time we need. You know, you're you're going to be trying to go back and forth on baiting this resource. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ace is another one here. Eight cost. Yep. 8K. By the way, we have a cycle here of these kind of eight drop boss monsters in Limit Break. But yeah, let's go ahead and read Seems Ace's. like so far, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, he is a legend. I yeah, think so far is. that's been the theme too, where yep. they're both legends. Yeah. Yep. So he's an eight cost limit break three. Mm-hmm. Um, when he enters the field, deal one thousand damage for each wind character you control to all the forwards opponent controls. So, I mean, what's funny is like until you're set up, this guy does nothing. Yep. Right. So again, this is another you. They want you to have uh, charged your limit, so to speak. Yep. Right. You know, all of these cards um, require a certain amount of time in the match. Mm-hmm before they're usable, before they're good. And to me, that feels very flavorful with like charging yeah. up your break and, and using it. Um, when Ace attacks, reveal the top card of your deck. If it's a win card, you add it to your hand. Yeah. So, hey, this guy's basically like, I'm coming in, I'm probably doing some big board wide, and then if I stick around, I'm gaining value. Right. right. This guy is like, stabilize, swing the game back in your favor. But, but John. Yeah, what's but up? But John. What's up, Chris? He's only an 8K. You can Amaterasu him. Brother, you don't play this guy until the coast is clear because he's just always present. Yeah. You have him whenever yeah. the coast is clear. Yeah. It's that. That's why That's why this guy is a legend. Right? If you were playing this guy into an Amaterasu, I'm imagining you either, A, didn't think about and have not been considering the Amaterasu, in which case, mm-hmm. like, hey, congratulations. You've just been granted an opportunity to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, or B... Um, you're like, well, if they have the Amaterasu, I lose. And you're poor, You're doing it because you're priced into it. Because yep. you've been forced. It's your last line. Mm-hmm. You, sometimes you're so done, the game is so over, that mm-hmm. your very last line is hoping they just don't do the right thing yep. or they don't have it or they don't. Um, and then you're playing them straight into an Ama. But if you go, ha-ha, finally, my payoff. And you slam this guy down and then they just Ama it. Like, yeah, you know what? When they were tweaking this guy's... Uh, this guy's power, I bet they were like, make sure Amaterasu can kill him. Because yep. that's balance, my friends. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and the fact that he yeah. is pretty pricey on the limit break cost of things. like he, He's effectively costing you half of your limit break deck, mm-hmm. him plus three other cards. So yep. so he is definitely a finisher, which, again, we'll see the theme with all of these eight-drop boss monster legends, that that's kind of what they do. They are just this, this, this piece of inevitability that if you build to it and... You know, you again. You're forcing your opponent throughout the course of your regular fifty mm-hmm. cards. Your opponent still got to deal with that shit too. Mm-hmm. Like they've still got to counter. They've got to counter your, you know, your crazy Luso turns, your Rosa turns. That you know, you know. Speaking of Ace specifically, they've got to still have the answer to the stuff you're already doing. But if they waste it on the Luso piece, and you, you know, the way you know, you know how that deck works, you still got a grip full of cards when you do the Luso. It's like, oh, well, you stop the Luso. Well, fucking here's Ace. Yeah, I mean, I think. What I've started to kind of notice as I look at these um, eight drop ones mm-hmm. is it feels to me like they are trying to be like, hey, uh, this pays off like a type of this element deck that maybe isn't as popular right now. And yeah. they're trying to kind of push um, like an element in a certain direction. So like wind, you might look at this and be like, oh, board wide wind damage. That's what wind does. Well, no, you're thinking of Elusa that does it off the back of a cast seven, right? Yeah. Ace, an eight CP ace that has no cost reduction does not come down off the back of a cast seven turn. Mm-hmm. 
that is a different kind of win deck that's playing to have like a lot of value just efficient mm -hmm. plays a lot of things think back to like the way the bismarck deck was that yeah. you're always ending with five in hand all you're, your you always are tapped. ending with all of this like cp ready to spend and mm -hmm. stuff to spend it on and it's less like going so deep on actions in a single turn mm -hmm. so it feels to me like ace yeah maybe he doesn't really work with like the cast storm versions of win but he gives you a reason to play this like value heavy like damage pingy the version like the and like the, be, yeah so. it's so it's i don't know whether you know hey is that good or not is that style of win going to be good or not i don't know but it seems like they're trying to give um more options to some of these mono identities of the decks right which is really good and we'll, we'll see that in a second but let's go over victoria mm -hmm. first real quick yeah. she's the uh, ice one which is cool we thought we have a dragoon now in another element yeah, Ice cool. Dragoon, yeah. You, yeah. Unfortunately, it's like you can't search for... I know. Because these are in the Limit Break deck, it's like King Bermesia can't go get an Ice Dragoon now. Yep. But it would work with things like uh, What's-Her-Face, like Barbara. So essentially, yeah. it just feels like flavor because, yeah. you know... But anyway, sorry. Yeah, go she ahead. Helps, Ice she helps your Cherry Blossom count if you're into <laughs> that sort of thing, <laughs> yeah. if you're crazy like that. That's right. But yeah, she's a 4CP 7K, Limit Break 2, so she's going to cost you the normal 4 plus 2 uh, from your Limit Break deck. Um, and then she, your opponent has no cards in hand, she becomes a 10k. Uh, and when Victoria enters the field, choose a forward. If your opponent has two or less cards in their hand, deal at 7,000 damage. Again, it's just an additional payoff for those more center, you know, discard-centric strategies, which, you know, like this one and one we'll, I'm sure we'll mention later, there's no reason not to, like, just throw one of these in, you know, your Ice Lightning deck if that's what you're into, right? Because that's... Yeah, and it's like, something. cool, I, I have a piece of removal for when they get to two or less in hand. Yep. Um, again... Hey, they get to two or less in hand. It deals seven k, so it's usually like a three drop or less, though, right? Mm -hmm. Like on, on when we're thinking kind of on curve, mm -hmm. and oh yeah, she I play her out of the side, but it's like still you know either two on the back, four on the back, or two cards from hand the player, mm -hmm. and and a lot of again what's popular kind of about ice right now. Um, isn't like able to just like pay for this big thing that like just yeah. comes in and pops one of their guys like you're looking for like cheap stuff that freezes their stuff and moves yep. it out of the way so i think this is a good card but i think it's kind of interesting too this um encourages a more longer yep. mid-rangey control style mm -hmm. of ice play it's i think these are these are really neat seeing the direction that they're kind of encouraging or like it's like light shoves like the parents are like go walk over to daddy and they're just kind of tapping you on the ass towards like a new style of deck right or revisiting an older style of deck which yeah. is one of the things that i really really was hoping that limit break was going to do and so far it, it's doing that where they're again like you said nudging you in the direction of maybe some of these color strategies of yesteryear or they're um or they're just these crazy like efficient like removal pieces like you know for example the ones they showed recently here um we have this cloud i think is probably the most uh probably the most talked about one because pound for pound it's probably the best limit break card they just generically good limit break card they've shown um He's just a 4CP8K Lightning Ford uh, job rider, which is the old, old movement rider over <laughs> it's here. He's a rider. I yeah. don't know why, but sure. Yeah, and then Limit Break 2. Well, he's on the cycle, dude. Yeah, and he just has, when Cloud enters the field, choose a Ford of cost three or less and break it. There that, it is. That, that's, that's good enough. Especially yeah, when three that's a great is a magic rate. number. Yeah, he has a great rate for that, too. And his Limit Break is low. You know, only Limit yeah. Break 2 is uh, you'll be able to do a couple clouds a game. Right? Well, and the crazy thing is, is, you know, if... It's probably not going to come up often, but this one also... We, we see our first Limit Break card with an S. Yeah, he has an S ability, and it's interesting because uh, 
Cloud is one of those few names where I've actually played a deck with way too many clouds in it, right? We sure have. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. sure have. Not without lightning, though, but still. Yeah. Right. But, like, it, it's it's not nothing. Like, it is something that could come up if you find yourself in a situation. But, like, really, when you look at this card, if you can cast purple cards, there's no reason not to pack, like, two of these in your Limit Break deck. Especially if you look at things now. Like, three-drop cards probably are not going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So this guy just becomes that thing where it's like, all right, you, you start playing that chess match. Like, all right, well, is it safe for me to roll out this Ferris? Is it safe for me to roll out this Axstar? Mm-hmm. Do I need to? Do I need to sacrifice one to this cloud? Do I need to put a three drop? Do Do I need to see what they're prioritizing? You know, are they going to kill this guy while I hold back the one I actually wanted to play? Like it, it just creates that back and forth. Um, and I think cloud is like this to me. This is like a perfect limit break card. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's really cool. He's he is like just the best mid range yep. lightning play. Mm-hmm. Just like nice. It's it's kind of that very fair removal that you always see lightning have, and we always talk about how like why isn't lightning good enough? It would just it has to be just a little bit less fair, a little more efficient. And cloud is that kind of yes. uh, efficient, I think. On his, and you his don't boss. have to search for him when you need him. He's always exactly, there. He's yeah. just going to ride on in like a log on the motorcycle, brother. But then uh, real quick, we'll talk about the last two boss monsters. Uh, yeah. John, let's go and talk about this one. because uh, You and I are like, uh, we're, we're thinking about this guy. Yeah, and this is kind of like, it, this to me is another example of exactly what I was talking about. With yeah. them, like pushing you in that other direction. So here is a, a fire eight cost. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when we think about what fire decks have been popular recently, it's like Magissa, yeah. right? Which is again, is like um, slamming a ton of forwards on the field. Low, low backup count. Yeah. Just One like, or two max. Yeah. Um, here we've got a, a Montleonis. He's an 8 CP fire forward. Um, his limit break is 3. Once so again. it's just like Ace. Yeah, half of the limit break deck is this guy and 3 cards. Because yeah. remember, we didn't talk about this, but when limit break cards uh, die, they go back to the limit break deck face up. Yep. So they're basically they're spent. Gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they technically go to whatever zone they're supposed to go to. So like if something mm-hmm. triggers going to break zone, it still triggers when that guy yep. goes, but then he goes to the limit break zone. And is he also an 8K? I believe he is, isn't he? Uh, I think so. Let's go over to our image here. He's a 9K. Oh, he's a 9K. Oh, so he's, he's, a big... he's, a... so he's, he's meant to do the thing, right? Yes. Um, but he, he also has that. He does it once. He doesn't have that. Remember, Ace has that like snowballing right. effect right. where if Ace sticks, he's a problem too. It's not just his yeah. ETB. Um, Beautiful art on this Yeah, card, so this, this Mont is uh, 9K. He says, when Montleonis enters the field, choose one cost three or less fire forward and one cost five or less fire forward. It's actually huge that those say or less um <laughs> Holy shit. if you control five They're or more fire zone. backups yeah uh, from your break zone sorry if you control five or more fire backups play them to the field they gain haste until the end of the turn and then you put one backup you control into the break zone um this guy is such a cool payoff card for a fire deck that sets up and we just haven't had a really good reason as a fire deck to set up. I mean, we yeah. think about like Samurai's of Five backups is how long ago? Yeah. I mean, geez. Like four or five sets ago. Well, hey, how about one of the best reasons to sling yourself right back into Samurai's? Yeah. This guy can go ahead and pull, uh, like you said, you know, let's uh, let's get Hien and Cyan. Let's get Hien and uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Samurai yeah. because they both get hasted and Hien says, well, that's four attacks coming in right now. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy eating five damage, asshole. Yeah. Like, that's literally what, like, what's going to happen here. Wow, wow, wow. Um, very, very cool and immediately, like, day one, this guy has people building a mid-range late game fire deck. Yeah, absolutely. 
And then I love that. And what I really love too is the put the break the backup you control in the break zone. He just gets rid of a backup that you've already spent. Uh, and, you know, maybe maybe you find yourself in a position where you got the Larkeishas down. And they've got maybe another copy of that forward out. Yeah, I'll go ahead and break this. Yeah, and, and the Cyan's in by the way. And these guys have haste. Exactly. Yeah, That's your guy's I mean. back and he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like there's just some really cool stuff there. Like this, you know. I think you hit the nail right on the head. This is going to urge you to do something that maybe you you loved doing before, but maybe you got kind of... Uh, I, I don't want to use the word power creep. It just became a l- less efficient. Mm-hmm. But now we've got these inevitable payoff cards that your opponent can't interact with until you decide... Until you give them the green light to try to interact with it. Yeah. And there's still plenty of ways and room for them to interact with all these cards. Yeah. You know? Um I think it seems intentional to just like I, I don't I hate using these exact words, but like slowing the game down yeah. is like the word. But because it's not to say there's not still like viable aggro, it's just the entire timeline looks different. The aggro decks are still just finishing the game in, in the faster part of the yeah. timeline compared to the other strategies. Yeah. Just the whole timeline is being extended a little bit. Yeah. You know, because I mean, this guy's not nothing. He could finish the game really quick if if he ended once you get point. there. Yeah, once you get there. The, yeah. the, He's, if he if he resolves, the game is probably over. Yeah, um, absolute just a daddy dumper. And yes. then um, we've got we've seen the water one, the this... water legend. He's only five cost, but he's got a little bit more uh, going on. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a kicker on him. So right. like he effectively is, is eight. He is yeah. effectively is eight, which is you know, that's that's definitely purposeful. Yes, exactly. It, it's um you can tell where that curve is for the limit break yes. three cards, right? Yep. So uh, five drop Titus. He's oh, got that mono art of Titus mm, fighting wow. like God knows what fucking creature this thing <laughs> is. is boy. Um, but it's a limit break three. He's a guardian for all you guardian nuts out there. Um, five cost nine K. When Titus enters the field, if you control eight or more forwards and or backups, you may pay three water. When you do so, select up to three of the three following actions. Choose one forward, put it at the bottom of his owner's deck. Choose one backup, put it on top of its owner's deck. Draw two cards. So this guy's interesting because he literally cannot trigger anything. Unless you pay the eight kicker, yeah. So he has a he's a five drop that comes in. Mm-hmm. You pay five, he comes in, and you say to your opponent, "You want to armor this? You want to cancel this?" Mm-hmm. He'll he's still gonna live, mm-hmm. right? You pay five, you flip three, but you get to keep a body. He's a nine k. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is a very very purposeful stroke of balancing here, yes. where it's like. Well, we want them to have to have a window to respond, mm-hmm. but we don't want them to have to pay the full cost yet. But in order to get the actual effect, we do want them to have to pay the full yes. cost. So this is like they're literally insulating you a little bit mm-hmm. from like an AMA type of... Uh, I mean, I guess there's still like a when you do so. So maybe it's not... Um, Maybe it's not so much that they're insulating you from AMA or an auto ability cancel, but they're giving the opponent a chance to do something about the cards that are about to get returned. Like, yeah. oh, I can I can protect my forward. I can um, respond by getting rid of these things. Or, or if you, they think that you're about to um, put a backup on top of your own deck or something, they can use yeah. a backup before you put it on top of their deck, blah, blah, blah. It just gives them a window to do something. Yeah. Then you, you pay that three. Of course, there's a second win, so they could still cancel it. So I, I take back what I was saying earlier. But... Um, it is. It is still just like, hey, we want to make sure they get a window. Uh, your opponent always gets a heads up yep. on Titus, right? Then, um, you know, so let's look at the modes. Choose a forward, 
Put it at the bottom of his owner's deck. Very powerful piece of one removal. One of the best pieces of removal. Yeah. Choose one backup. Put it on top of its owner's deck. Enjoy drawing dead. Both of these can target your own stuff, though. So mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting how if you wanted to have a backup that you wanted to replay, yeah. um, something like, I mean, you know, you're not going like to toto your own Titus. But yeah, like something uh, nice and efficient, you can just stick it right back on top of the deck. Uh, yeah. If you're one of these water decks that's manipulating its top, you just put an Astro like back on top, then you draw it because he's going to draw two cards as part yeah. of his effect. So then you immediately just play the Astro again and then re-screw with the top of the deck. Yeah. Um, it's really, really cool that uh, he, he can interact with your own stuff. And then, like you said, putting a backup on top of the owner's deck, not just enjoy drawing dead, but if I attack you this turn, it's, it's safe. safe. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So um, he's he's a little bit less like crazy exciting on his effect, but I think he's just as good, right? Yeah. Uh, still really, really powerful if you get those three effects off. I mean, he still costs an awful lot. Mm -hmm. uh, he needs you to have eight or more forwards and or backups. It doesn't say characters, yeah. unlike the ace, so it's a little bit like, um, you know, they're, they're, they're also trying to push you out of just, like, shitting monsters all over the field to get your water character count up, which yeah. has definitely been a thing water's been doing since they printed monsters. So, right. um but one of the things I do like is he does kind of fit right into those, you know, again, Guardians just, I mean, they printed it on the card, right? Mm -hmm. And that deck can very easily get to five backups. Mm -hmm. um, most, uh, you know, and it's most, boop, boop, boop. it doesn't even matter what color. It's not color locked. So, and then they can typically have a pretty wide board because they, you know, all removal goes through Orin, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's also like you play Waka and then you play Yuna who plays Orin onto the field and boom, you're already yeah. at uh, eight characters if that's all five backups. So, yeah. Yep, um, but it's very cool. So that, that means we've seen water, wind, and fire. Yep. Interested to see lightning, earth, and ice. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm, you know, I know I, I could easily speculate that Renoa could be one of them. Right? Maybe. She might be. Um, it'd be really interesting if they took one of these, like, these packages mm -hmm. and for the first time put something meant for that. Like, I don't know. If, I wonder if she's going to be generic. Mm -hmm. Or if it's going to be like an eight thing, yeah. where it's like here's the big eight payoff with a break card. I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see. We don't know anything about her because they just showed the art on the poster. It's not like they showed her card, so yeah. like we can't tell you like oh it's card number whatever, or mm -hmm. it has the frame for a backup, or it has power or anything right. like that. Um, we just get her going like hey yeah I'm here and I'm <laughs> yeah. fuck your world up. Uh, but um, so Chris Limit Break I mean I think uh, I know that we it. wanted to talk a bit about what we felt about it but I think we've done that a lot as we went through them I yeah I'm here for it I know I know people look at it and they go oh is this thing from outside the deck and they immediately liken it to I mean this companion. is always what happens I mean some people liken it to companion you were likening it to um, the Z deck yeah it's from Dragon, Dragon Ball Super yeah, yeah. But um, the first thing people do is they try to understand this thing in the context they have, which is like yes. games they've played or other yep. games or things they know. So they look at Companion and they go, oh, well, this had to be banned like three times. And I just think of like, this game feels like everything about this game, everything about like the way you draw two cards, the mm -hmm. way you play your backups from pitching cards to yes. play any of these backups, and the, you only have so many, like the way you can play cards without just having to use quote unquote lands to play for them. Like mm -hmm. these guys... Um, the designers for this game, a lot of them are not just Magic players or have played Magic the Gathering, but they're Magic pros. Level, mind you. Yes, yeah, yes. they're Magic pros, and some of them are current Magic pro, like literally top eight pro tour, last pro tour. Yeah. So, 
these guys not only are are aware of these things, but I imagine mm-hmm. they're kind of excited yeah. to tackle the design space and do. Uh, I don't want to just say a better job, but they definitely look at, they're on shoulders of giants, right? They yep. get to look at what they did before mm-hmm. and be like, okay, well, these are the things that didn't work. So let's not fall into those same pitfalls. It's not to say that they don't ever fall into their own, mm-hmm. but I am less worried about like, oh, it was bad in Magic for these reasons, so it'll be bad here for the same reason. I feel like they start from a place of being like, let's make sure it's not bad for these reasons. Yes. Um, maybe that's me giving them a little bit too much credit, but their track record, honestly, I would say gives them, yeah. they, they deserve it. Yeah. So. Outside of L3 and L6, like, I think they've done great, but that's, that's a whole, that's a whole nother different space. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. We did say that at the beginning of the cast of given, I'm like, what were they thinking? This is a total miss. So yeah, sure. Maybe, um, you know, maybe it'll be a miss. Maybe it'll be insane. I don't know. Uh, I know Hunter's already joking about what will they call the next iteration of the game when they have to <laughs> reboot it again, like like after Opus, after, after chapters, you know, right. or the sagas or whatever we were saying. It was, right. uh, prophecies is the next <laughs> Final one. Final yeah. Fantasy Visions. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely people feeling all kinds of way about it. Um, but I am definitely not as worried. I think uh, I am excited to see how these shape new payoffs in different directions for these colors or for these decks and that's what i'm saying and that's one of the things too you know i you know i like to compare it to the z deck um yeah but what that does is the big difference here versus dragon ball super is a lot of those cards that go into that side deck are other than like the few generic ones like your cloud type cards for that color yeah are usually supposed to interact with whatever leader you choose Mm -hmm. so and i say that to say look at the cards we just talked about these push archetypes yeah they push decks that you might not think of so all this does to me all this is doing is further diversifying the field yeah like you sit down across from mono win now you have to think is this going to be just storm or is this going to be like bismarck stuff Mm -hmm. or is it going to be like an amalgamation of the two or is this going to be a direct that we've never even seen before right yeah and it's not like i mean like hey the the luso deck you know somebody's listening to me talk about the thing earlier of course oh well they're still going to play ace like yeah they still fill up the board they'll still play ace of course i mean and early on of course all of these decks you know we're not going to have however many limit break cards right so um there will be a little bit of a samey feeling to them Mm -hmm. but i mean brother i mean hello when multi-element cards came out there was a pretty samey feeling to all of those games brother because why Mm -hmm. wouldn't you play the new they only came out in three combos yep why wouldn't people play those and even said even as strong as those were they weren't the only decks running around either so it was um I, i think that you know there's going to be a lot of um people playing similar limit break cards but i don't even think that means those decks look the same Right, because there's so many color implications, right? Like, you know, in a world of Tiros and Totos, it's easy to throw one copy of Cloud into your limit break mm-hmm. deck just for to pull the trigger when you need it. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be more of, like, making them use it, yes. playing around it. But these are things, these are elements that exist in the game when you get into the most fun types of back and forth and those most interactive turns. And so I think them trying to make sure that there are more of those types of interactive turns and meaningful decisions and choices and less of like your opponent going bup, 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 and turning things sideways and you never draw your out. Like, exactly. like I think that there's going to be a better um, like average yes. of all games. Like Things are just going to kind of be less over instantly and less decided immediately and there will be a little bit less of a like point of no return in the mid to late game for some 
people and strategies is just going to be more more games where both players have more of a chance, I think. Well, and also, too, right, to go back on Montleonis, like, to me, and I, I'm trying to structure this in a way, but, you know, it's all word soup in my head here. Mother, word back cereal. Word breakfast yeah. soup and word cereal. <laughs> um, I don't think you're going to see a lot of limit break decks being the same because, like, for example, we talked about, like, Samurais, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a mono fire deck. You're probably looking to play two Montleonis and whatever the fuck else because those other cards aren't going to matter because those are literally just the fodder to pay for a first and possibly a second Montleonis. Yeah, you'll put some things in that you'll use. Like, there'll probably be Zacks in there in case. Right, just in but, case. Yeah. But that's not like the payoff. So it's because you can't play eight aces. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, not that you could play eight, you can't afford eight aces. Like you said, right. there's not even a reason to put a third ace in your limit break deck. Because you can only afford two. And they can't take them away from you. They can't interact with them. They can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I think that's a huge part of it, too. So these are just going to be really nice supplements to what you're already trying to do. And a perfect example, we talked about it. It's funny, me and Adam Duncan talked about it, and then Hunter mentioned it last night, too. Like, take old classic Yeti Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. We have three purple cards in that deck. Guess what? That means we can just throw Cloud in our Limit Break deck yeah. without sacrificing our Upsal Sixes, and now we have something that, if this card is just dead in your hand, which can happen from time to time, yeah, yeah. now we can turn that into a piece of removal. Yeah, and it's like, oh, is that... Oh, and then now you can just turn that into a piece of removal. It's like, yeah, that's good. But it's yeah. like... And he doesn't interact with party triggers. He doesn't... They, Edgar can't choose him to use his S ability for exactly. free. So it's like, it is good, but I don't think it's broken or unfair and insane, especially when everybody gets the same yes. options and buffs to their things. I think they went in and they were looking at the color pie type. I mean, I know we talk about how it's like in this game, it's just fucked. It's like a colored like mush, uh-huh. and and some it's like the kid just got their hands on the easel and they're just like <laughs> mushing all the colors <laughs> into one kind of brown thing. Sludge. Um, but I bet they went in and they were like, okay, hey, we want to give every one of these colors like this big, uh, like this special ability. Yep. Like, how do we give an element a special ability they always kind of have? Um, but still let players build all these different decks. It's yep. like, oh, well, we let them have this little side deck, and then we choose what abilities, which which colors. You know, we're careful about which characters they are and, like, how you can access them mm-hmm. and what this additional cost is. And um, I think the only thing I, I'd be interested to see is if, if, like, there is any benefit to, like, oh, Rainbow Decks getting to play multiple of them. Because I almost think some of them, they're just, like, so keyed to certain colors that yeah. it isn't really, like, a, a generically good toolbox yet. We'll see. It very easily could become that, oh, they're just going to make more and more cards. The other thing, too, is I bet... I wouldn't be surprised if these Limit Break cards, um, they were heavy for three sets and then they were sprinkled in yes. throughout in the future, like crystals were, like multi-elements were. Yep. Um, I know all three of these are called hidden whatever probably you know we have hidden hope and hidden trials um partially because i bet you know oh like the limit break deck is hidden and then this power is coming out this hidden latent power is coming out of this side deck and they Um, said it wasn't flavorful well look i think (laughs) everyone's a designer right i I think it's easy to be like oh those idiots why shouldn't they just call it whatever and like we can all agree that having damage as like a third or fourth definition however many definitions are of damage in this game was maybe not the best word because it's like um i take damage like the damage i take in my damage zone Mm -hmm. right i deal a forward damage which is not damage the way i deal it to you in your damage zone Mm -hmm. that's numbers on the cards then there's a keyword damage which is a trigger condition based on my damage but it's like oh is that weird yes but you know what it also says damage three and it's kind of intuitive where you go oh damage three i'm at three damage 
Yeah. So it's like, I get like, yes, sure, it's crazy. Oh, that should have been called Limit Break. But if it's a Limit Break 3, it's not as intuitive as just like Damage 3. Dam- yeah. Oh, there I am at Damage 3. So I bet, you know what? And I bet those guys had long fucking arguments about it. Yep. And I bet there's some guy at the office who's like, I said it should have been called Limit Break. And then, you know, because mm-hmm. trust me, these conversations happen. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, Everyone's an arm. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. I think, sure. Yeah. Oh, they should have done whatever. They should have done. Okay. But I don't think that there's no flavor to Limit Break. I yeah. think there are cards that you specifically don't want to or maybe get no real value out of playing on turn one or early, yeah. right? You um, you save them up to use them when you need them, just like Limit Breaks in every game. I mean, I, you don't have to pop it the second you get it. Often you're like reserving it for a boss mm-hmm. or a harder guy or a fight. Um yeah, like I mean, I'm, I'm overdrive stacking in ten all the time. I'm, yeah. I'm keeping those in my pocket for the mm-hmm. next uh, next big fight. So, um, I think there are ways that it's flavorful if that's what you're looking to do, and I think there are ways you could say it's not if you're looking to knock it. So, I mean, I, I don't know. To me, I, I find the flavor in it, and yeah. um, I, I don't have any problem with it. I think this mechanic is exciting. It'll be interesting to see. It will definitely change every game of Final Fantasy that you play for the rest of yeah. uh, the existence of the game. Yep. Um, but, I mean... Yeah, you can't just not show up to a tournament without a limit break deck. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what that what that feels like. Yeah. Um, I'm not here to doom and gloom it before I no. get to play it. So. Right, and like I said, playing a game that has a... I would 100% argue that the Z deck in Dragon Ball Super is the absolute most similar to this. Yeah. Like, by, by, like, it, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. And that stuff. You're more so than, like, uh, Companion or Oh, 100%. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because it doesn't. Whereas Companion warped the way you built your main deck, yeah. the Z deck, and this does not warp the way you build you your You basically main deck. just unlock, like, affinities <coughs> that you can play along. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, and you know what it didn't do? Warp the game, mm-hmm. and this won't either. This just it, it gives you action on it on a turn, like you said, less dead turns. How we, we've all done it, and if you haven't, you're a fucking liar. You've gone to draw your cards, and there's two backups. Last and, night I made my uh, my classic joke like three times, where I said if we were playing poker, I'd be feeling yeah. great right now. Yeah, I mean, in in my four rounds of locals yesterday, there was one game where I had. Um, a guy in my hand, and I was like, okay, what do I, I need to survive, and I'm at five backups, I've got a guy, and I drew two kobolds off the top, so, I said, yep. man, I sure would be like in a limit break right about now, dude, it'd that's be about time, I'd be paying, fuck, I'd pay eight, I'd pay eight right now for a limit break eight that's guy, you know. That's what I'm saying, dude, um, like, it's, it, it does create less dead yeah. turns, and I, and I wish that, like, anybody who was naysaying could just see that, like, I don't I, think I, that there's not any value to some of their opinions on, like, I mean, sure, they have points, too. I just think that, yeah, I look at, like, what was their goal? Yeah. And I think that their goal was to have less of those, like like you said, dead turns. And for things to, to for there to feel like there are less non-games or non-choices mm-hmm. or non-action. And um, I think that these will just make games, even games that you were actually, like, just going to lose anyway, feel mm-hmm. a little bit closer. Because yeah. you'll have a little more interaction. You'll have a little more you can do. Exactly, and that's huge. I think that's good enough. Yeah. Now, the only thing I, I, I only think the the only true negative that will reel its head, and we'll see it very quickly, is how much potential time that more turns could take. Because people love to flip through their break zone, they love to flip through your break zone. Now they've got eight more cards to flip through to think about what they're doing. So mm-hmm. turns, we're I, I could we could potentially be seeing more games go to time because of this extra like 
noodling you have to do? We like, could, but I also, I mean, I yes, right, for sure. The potential's there. That's the only thing yeah, I can yeah. think of. I think right now, though, it's like, A, a lot of games are going so fast. So few games sure. are going to time. Like, they, I mean, we used to go to time, and there would be a lot more games still going. Right. Um, so I think that for a lot of them, they're trying to slow down. I, I think the goal is, like, they're probably looking at average time of game, and they're trying to lengthen it. Yeah. Because I think a lot of them come in under 30, like, well oh, under 30. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I also think that um, when it comes to, like, competitive or, like, in tournament environment, and this even includes, like, if your locals is a tournament with a prize at the end, this is a tournament environment. Yeah. Um, pace of play is just something, you know, players need to get comfortable with policing. Mm-hmm. In other games, pace of play is so critical because you really don't have extra time in final fantasy i feel like it's still pretty lax Mm -hmm. and that it rarely comes up and is punishing and it does come up and it does punish people i think that's part of the reason why um they aren't even as harsh about it is because it it impacts a much smaller percentage of games in this game compared to other things i've played um that all being said i think that's a good point right and at first especially as people are less comfortable with the concept of limit break it will make some games take longer um, but I think once you get to like competitive, it's like, oh, because the existence of a limit break deck doesn't mean you get an extra minute to look at your cards without making a move. Exactly. Like, you know, exactly. So. And there's going to have to, you, you are going to have to be kind of the, the, what am I trying to say? You're, you're going to have to be comfortable enough to look at your opponent saying, Hey, you've, you've looked at all the zones. You, you need to, you, you need to take a game action. Hey, you could you please to, take Yeah. You'd be yes. taking action. You're taking a bit. It's been a bit. I realize you're thinking, but you mm-hmm. know, we have time. I've had a couple of like big thinkers last night, and every time I said, "Hey, I'm sorry, man, this is just a tough," and then my opponent's like, "Hey, it's okay." Or if they were like, if they aren't, aren't anything less than like, "Hey, it's okay," like I'll speed up, I'll make an action. Yeah. But usually I communicate to them like, "Hey, I, I'm speedy on a lot of my other turns. This turn I need yeah, some of that to buy the time I needed for this turn." You know yes, what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I think communicating like that and being mindful and timely is yes. just a really good first step for making sure that those types of problems don't happen especially when we've added a whole new zone to the game yeah like that. that is for sure i mean we'll, we'll get to see what it's kind of like um i mean soon? maybe as soon as you know in a couple weeks here on, on octagon i don't yeah. imagine those cards are I, I imagine the zone and stuff is in there but i don't know that the cards and the images are on there because again wayne doesn't put the image packs together until Intel. they give him the actual full res scan dumps of the cards yep. but i bet he has coded it in so that it will be ready for uh for those cards to come in. So that'll be really cool to see. Um, yeah, cause I'm excited to see week. it. I'm, yeah. I think as a mechanic, it's going to be really, really neat. Um, like you said, it's the game's different now. It's going to be yeah. different moving forward. So games you're playing right now, eh, it don't matter. Like, these don't matter. What you're doing right now, just it keep having matter. fun. It don't, don't matter. matter. It don't about. matter. Have some cereal. Yeah, I mean, so uh, really right now, before, before you can, you know, just push Opus 21 to the limit. Yeah. Before you push it to the limit. When there's no dead turns left to stand in your way, you can win it. <laughs> Look into your limit. Limit! Do it in a timely manner. <laughs> oh my god. Walk along the razor's edge. down, just keep going. But uh, I think that's gonna do it for this week. Be like, sure to flip through your limit. Be sure to flip the limit. Oh my god, it's too good. It's like it just all comes full circle. But that's all I've got this week. I'm just I'm excited to see how it goes. 
Comp season's around the corner. Let's see how the Chicago tickets pan out. Let's see what happens with the rest of them, brother. It's see you there, dude. I'm see ready. See you I'm there. I'm ready for the next, uh, the next chapter. Uh, the next chapter of Opus, right? The next chapter, Opus, Destiny, That's right. Vision. whatever, Vision, Aeon, whatever it dude, is. Dude, I'm here for it. Well, and I'm really excited and I can't wait. Alrighty, man. Well, howdy, bye. Howdy. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye, howdy. Toodles. Bye, howdy. <laughs> Toodles. Toodles. Cereal. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com. 